but I'm funny how. I mean, funny like I'm a clown. Oh, it's good to be back. I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. Yeah, maybe after 9-11 where everybody gets so sensitive. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bin Martin. I don't know. You don't know? You lose all the fuckers, though. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Hi. How you guys doing? Uh, welcome back to Your List Sucks. I am not Cody Newberry. Uh, I am Caleb Coho, and uh, we have a fun one on our hands tonight. Um, we have wrapped up our top 40 comic book movie series, uh, and we are taking a couple of weeks to do some topics that were suggested by you that we all talked about. Uh, and the first one that we are doing is the best movies under 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, so basically, the best bad movies, uh, potentially. Um, I see Holtzman and Tuig already in the chat. Thank you. Uh, comment along in the chat. It makes it super fun. Um, joining me tonight, my first uh, panelist, my better half, some might say, Tim Bracala. How are you doing? Sweet. I hope you have that love on me during my list. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing good. A new, or is that Phantom Menace? That's, That's Phantom, Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Uh, no, I'm very excited. The last time I was on the show, you hosted. Uh, so I'm pretty sure that Cody just saw that I was on the show and was like, fuck. And just <laughs> ran away. But no, Unwritten, I'm rule. Unwritten uh, rule of YLS. Only I can host episodes that Tim is on. Yeah. Uh, joining us, uh, breaking a rule of the opposite variety. Nazario is not here, but Matt Queller is. Welcome back to Yearless Sucks. Do you think you're going to win? Uh, who do you think will win? What Are you excited to be here? Well, yeah, I, I was really looking forward to uh, actually being on with Cody. I kind of actually threw some movies I thought would kind of sway it for Cody. But I got co-host, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the clerical error of the highest variety. Um, Red Shell's here, hey. Uh, speaking of uh, Kingsman people, uh, he, you just saw him for four straight weeks. You get him for a fifth. It's Thomas Scully. Uh, just when we thought you were out, we pulled you back in uh, for 40% uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, you excited to be back? What, what are your thoughts? You know how your mom would always check your Halloween candy for razor blades? <laughs> I really wish these Skittles had razor blades in them. Um, so... I was uh, under the impression that this was supposed to be Cody. I put a couple films on here that I knew Cody would uh, kind of enjoy. I get Coho. And uh, when Coho, I disagree about a film, uh, call it World War III because it gets ugly. So I don't know how I'm going to do. It's like when you're running away from a big monster. You don't have to be the fastest. You you just have to be faster than the slowest. Uh, Slowest means Spence. So (laughs) all I have to do is be better than Spence, and I'm golden. All right. Well, uh, I don't know anything about baseball, but I threw a curveball at you. Hi. That, did I use that correctly? No? Sure. Thank you. Uh, sure. And joining us today, Adelaide Spence, you said make me low priority. Apparently, that gets you on the show. Uh, you are a high priority when the topic is movies under 40%. Uh, how do you feel about your list? See, so a uh, fun fact. Uh, after my record-breaking last appearance here where I got the lowest slash highest score of all time uh, by Coho, actually. I'm ready to be fucking destroyed again this time. Hi, Red Shaw. Uh, um, I went for election results. If Nevada goes red, I'm going to go downstairs and get very drunk on camera, so we'll see how this goes. 
That is uh, a topic that we're not covering here. Say, let's not do that. Okay. But I am colorblind. I thought the map was chartreuse and purple. Okay. Uh, we're going to get right into this one. Uh, if you have never been here for your list sucks, this is how it works. Uh, we are going to go through all four of our panelists' lists, starting 10 through 8, and then 7 through 4, and then 3s, 2s, and 1s, and then we'll get grades, and I will be sad. Uh, Tim Bracala, we're going to start with you. Hit me with your 10 through 8. Yes, my 10 is uh, Employee of the Month, the Dane Cook Classic. Uh, this was definitely one for Cody. Uh, my number nine is Transformers Dark of the Moon. Yikes. <laughs> All right. And my eight is Alien versus Predator. All right. Uh, so your nine's been yikes. Talk about your 10 and eight. Uh, so my 10 is Employee of the Month. This movie's awful, uh, but I love it. This is probably the only one on my list that's actually, to me, like a guilty pleasure. Like, Everybody kind of hates this movie, but I love it. Uh, the this is an is an eighty nine Honda. How dare you? And just all the quotes and stuff. I, I love it. I think it's eighty one Honda. There you go. I think this movie's hilarious. Uh, I just watched it with Maggie. She hated it. I think she wanted to file for divorce afterwards. But life goes on. Uh, so yeah, employee of the month. Uh, my number eight is Alien versus Predator. I saw this when it came out, and I was a youngin, uh, and. I really liked it. I had already seen Alien and Aliens, but I hadn't seen any Predator stuff. And this one's always just kind of stuck with me. It's it's not great. It's not like Citizen Kane of films. It's Paul W.S. Anderson. He's awful. But the novelty of having the Alien and the Predator go head-to-head, -head, I think it's very fun. Um, it's significantly better than the second one, which is just fucking terrible. Uh, but I think this one actually has some fun stuff digs into the alien lore a little bit, which I like. And uh, I think the action is actually pretty good. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So your number 10 employee of the month, I have not seen, but I watched a trailer. Um, my God. Uh, I see why this is 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, but I can also see how it would be fun. I may or may not watch it. I probably will forget about it. Uh, and alien versus predator. I have not seen, but I've seen predator and predator is terrible. Hi, the J Arnold one is bad. I think the movie is trash. So anything with the Predator, not interested at all. Um, so I need Cody. <laughs> you really I do need Cody because Cody. no mercy. I am Cobra Kai tonight. Um, we're going to go over to uh, Mr. Matt Queller, 10 through Predator eight. sucks. Yes! Yes! I am a vindication! All right, Queller, go. All right. Uh, at number 10, I have uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Number nine, I have The Beach. And number eight, I have Eight Millimeter. Okay, go ahead. What I was expecting. Uh, so Wet Hot American Summer, this is a, uh, I mean, comedy is very subjective, so I can understand why this might have a lower score because it is pretty much silly as hell it's it's got pretty much but it's just joke after joke after joke it's got a great cast you got paul rudd elizabeth banks amy poehler uh bradley cooper's first movie but yeah it's, it's a really silly movie but it's a fun time i think it's kind of become like a cult classic over the years on netflix did like two uh mini series where they brought all the cast together like a couple of years ago they're really great so that, that's a good one should be higher than it is Okay, the beach. Uh, 
And that was one of the Danny Boyle movie with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. So this is pretty much like right after uh, Titanic, where uh, Leo could have easily got typecast as like the uh, teen heartthrob romantic thing, but he kind of went in the different direction and was like, I want to do interesting movies with interesting directors. And this is kind of a, a little bit of a crazy movie. It's kind of like pretty much what would you do in order to keep the paradise that you find? What would you ignore? Uh, Tilda Swinton's in it. She's really good. She kind of pretty much uh, steals the show. But yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good film. And uh, eight millimeter. So now this one was from the writer of Seven and the director of Batman and Robin. So I think this was the... the Movie he made after Batman and Robin, so I think this was his kind of revenge for the critics. But it's pretty much uh, Nicolas Cage plays a private investigator who's hired to discover if a snuff film was real or not. So it's pretty much Nicolas Cage is kind of like a normal guy, and he ends up going into a dark, dark world with some evil people in it. It's got uh, Joaquin Phoenix as really good in supporting roles. He kind of he kind of guides him into the world of the uh, snuff and all the other crazy stuff. It's got some really dark stuff. I really liked it though because it's not really, it doesn't really turn into like an action movie or like a revenge thriller because it's kind of just like I said, like a normal guy. There's one part where he actually has one of the guys and he has the chance to get the revenge, but he just can't do it. So he actually has to step out and he calls the victim so she can kind of like hype him up to do what he has to do. So it was a really, really interesting out there movie. It's really, really dark and creepy. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a trend. I haven't seen any of them. Um, I feel like Malcolm hosting a rankum. I haven't seen the movies you're bringing to the table tonight. Uh, uh, Cody probably have seen some of them. Might like them. Um, I think I might like Wet Hot American Summer. I'll be honest. I think it looks like something I might enjoy. Um, I've seen the trailer for the miniseries while I scroll through Netflix. I've laughed mildly at some of the jokes. <laughs> Uh, the beach, I have no interest. Eight millimeter. Uh, the pitch was really strong. <laughs> the writer of Seven and the director of Batman and Robin. Uh, great pitch. Uh, might have to see it just for that. Uh, all right. So we will go to Mr. Scully. Uh, let's go on a walk for your 10 through 8. All right. My, my 10 is Rookie of the Year. Uh, my 9 is 2004's The Alamo. Uh, my 8 is 2005's The Longest Yard. All right, so Rookie of the Year. Uh, it's a really fun baseball film. It's about uh, it's about a a twelve year old kid who who breaks his shoulder, and all of a sudden he has like a, a like a, a wicked fastball, and he gets signed by the Cubs. Um, it's just all about how a twelve year old kid kind of acclimates to a major league baseball team. Daniel Stern plays the pitching coach. He's really funny. Gary Busey plays his like uh, veteran pitcher mentor. He's really good. Um, it, it, again, it's just a really fun uh, baseball film set in Chicago. So if, if, if you're a Cubs fan uh, and you recall those years of suffering as a Cubs fan before they won the World Series, I think you would really uh, enjoy this. I think baseball fans in general would also enjoy this. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's a great movie. And then my nine, uh, The Alamo. I have not seen the original, so I can't really compare the two. But I, I did have to watch this film for a history class uh, in my sophomore year of, of high school. And I, 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 I really enjoy it. You have Billy Bob Thornton, um, and then you have, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Patrick Wilson, uh, who's ki who, who plays the protagonist, but also not really the protagonist. Uh, he's probably the worst part of the film. And then um, Dennis Quaid plays Sam Houston, like leader of the Texas 
revolutionaries who tries to get revenge on on the Mexicans for uh, for uh, destroying uh, the Alamo. And then the story kind of centers around the siege of the Alamo and and how long it took for the Mexicans to take over. Uh, really fun movie. And then my eight uh, being the longest yard. I think this film is hilarious. Again, I've not seen the original, so I can't compare the two. Uh, but just the idea that Adam Sandler plays an NFL quarterback who was caught for for, for uh, point shaving, and then is sent to this prison where you know Burt Reynolds is you know is going to play the coach, and you have all these other Sandler actors, and then other football players like Terry Crews in there. Uh, really, really stupid, funny film. So yeah, so that's my. Eight. So this was pandering blatantly to Cody. Uh, that <laughs> totally misses the mark with me because I've never seen it. Uh, but, you know, sounds fun. Um, the Alamo, I didn't know was a remake. Um, and I didn't know this was a movie. Uh, but, I mean, would make sense. It sounds like it would be a fun, bad movie to watch. Kind of interested in seeing it. Uh, I have seen The Longest Yard, and it slaps. Um, I think that it is one of the better Adam Sandler comedies. Um, it is super fun. Uh, also took my favorite, uh, quote in there. Uh, but yeah, Burt Reynolds is great in this. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good comedy. Good choice. Uh, I'm not shocked it's under 40%, but I'm still mad. All right. Uh, Spence, let's go through your 10 through eight. I don't pander. Number 10 is cats. Uh, my number nine is Glass. And my number eight is If I Stay. Okay. Thought so. All right, so hear me out. I don't put Cats on here because I like watching it. I like watching other people watch it. I think this is the same reason why you would put something like The Room or Rocky Horror Picture Show to an extent in your favorite films of all time. I think it's a joy watching other people go through the pain of watching it. And it's just, it's, real, it's a really fun time. Watch. I mean, I can say like, I think it's public record at this point. Like, I did a live. Well, I did. I watched this. I watched this with Coho, Boatman, Scully, Holtzman, Albert, Doc, a bunch of people, and it was a fucking great time. Just watching them experience the movie for the first time is an amazing experience because of how terrified and bewildered they are. Everything within the movie. I'm not gonna say you should go out and watch it on your own. You shouldn't. Do not watch it on your own. But in a group of people, it's a Great time. Okay, your nine? Number nine uh, is Glass. Which I think at the end of the day, it's not as bad as people say it is. I think it's big twist at the end and it's a nice little half twist after that. Not great. Fundamentally, fuck the film. I think everything before then is fantastic. I think seeing all the characters in, in the asylum and seeing how they react to Sarah Paulton and how the character, how the character dynamics sort of, sort of get to build off of each other after not seeing uh, Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson for like nearly 20 years or close to 15 actually. And then how James McAvoy sort of comes in and adds to that. I think it's really interesting. You can throw away the last 15 minutes of the film and that's fine. I think everything building up to that is wonderful. And if I stay, it's another movie I won't defend wholeheartedly. I won't get to defenses until my seven on, but this is a novel I read when I was younger as a teenager. I saw this as a, on, on a date and it was a really great time. I think Chloe Grace Moretz is a, is a great actress. I love seeing her in movies. And this movie doesn't really ask a lot of her, but I have a sentimental attachment to it because of when I read it and when I watched it. And again, I just, Chloe Grace Moretz is like one of those like 
actresses who I sort of, I didn't grow up with her, but she was in a lot of movies I was watching as I was coming to maturity. So it was just a really fun time watching this. Okay. If you follow me on Letterboxd, <laughs> you see that I have a rating system. Uh, Tim Bracala helped me install the original version. I added half star uh, bits to it. But before I made half stars, I had one half star spot that says constitutes as torture under maritime law. That tier was created for the night that I was exposed to cats by Adelaide Spence because I did not consent to watch this film. Uh, I could not. And I sat there and was subjected to cats and I hated every minute of it. This is a terrible film and not fun. May God have mercy on your soul. Fuck cats. Uh, Glass, I liked a lot in theaters. Um, I remember walking out of it going, I had a blast. I saw it opening night. I needed to see it again. I saw it like two times opening weekend and thought it was super fun. I watched it again recently this year with Boatman because Boatman had never seen it. And he was like, let's watch Glass. And I'm like, yes, because I remember loving it. And it went way down this time. Um, I like all the stuff in the asylum. The end really butchers this for me, like really butchers this. Um but I do really like McAvoy in both movies. I think he's fantastic. Uh, I thought Samuel Jackson being glass again was just super fun to watch. Bruce Willis caring is just a, a feat in and of itself. Um, but yeah, glass itself, not great. I'll kind of understand it, but not, not a great movie, but sure, I get it. Um, and if I stay, um, I don't hate this movie. Uh, I saw it uh, in 2014 for my friend's birthday. Um, and they didn't tell me what we were seeing. They were just like, hey, we're going to the movies. I'm like, yes, obviously, duh. Uh, and we saw If I Stay, and I knew nothing. I have never read the book, uh, and I thought found it totally enjoyable. Um, to say it's 35% is kind of insane. Like, I would have never been like, it's atrocious, because I think Chloe Grace Moretz is fine in it. I think the music's actually pretty decent. Uh, the boyfriend musician character, I think, is awful. I have always hated that part of the movie. I think he's stupid. Um, but the movie itself, fine, sure. Like, I get it. I'll give you, I, I would say, venture to say, decent pick. Uh, so, besides Cats, you're doing okay. Um, alright, uh, Mr. Bacala, we're back to you. Uh, let's go for a walk, seven through four. Uh, I think the set, my seven is the one I'm gonna get the most hate for. It is 2007's Halloween, the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween is my seven. So I talk about it now. Yep. Right. Okay. Uh, I actually really like this movie. This is, I, I love the Halloween franchise. Um, I love Michael Myers. This is a movie that um, I saw before I saw a lot of the other sequels in the series. Um, and I'm not going to try to defend it from a sense of saying that like, Ooh, this is misunderstood and everyone should like it because the movie is very like gross. Uh, like that's the way I would describe it to a lot of people is it's a gross movie. There's like, it's just like everything like vulgar and horrible that could happen in a movie, like pretty much happens in this movie. But because of when I saw it, I think I have this attachment to it. I really like this version of Michael Myers. This is the only version of Michael where they actually give you like a backstory to him. So you can kind of understand why he is the way he is. Some people don't like that because you want to just leave the mystery of Michael Myers alone. That's fine and dandy. Uh, but I actually, I liked the backstory and I think they do a really good job 
um, with uh, exploring him as a character the most in this version of Halloween. The sequel is garbage, and I refuse to watch it. I hate that movie so much until 2021 when I have to watch it more. But um, yeah, no, I, I really, really like this movie. And also Malcolm McDowell is uh, awesome as dr loomis i think he's great uh so this is probably yeah like i think the one i'm probably gonna get the most flack for but um i've always liked this movie i'll defend it um i think it's great um this, okay. is, all your, this is all your fault Jafar. um yeah uh the uh halloween movies i haven't watched past uh 2020 sequel and the original uh i will be deep diving them all very soon um but this is one that I am kind of interested in seeing just because of the way you've talked about it. I might like it, um, but, you know, it's Rob Zombie, so maybe not. Uh, you guys, have you seen Rob Zombie's Halloween, and what are your thoughts? Uh, Queller. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Tim. This one's not bad. I mean, it's it's definitely it definitely got the Rob Zombie flair to it. Uh, Malcolm McDowell is great, like you said. Uh, the sequel is absolute garbage. If you, if you would have said that, then I would have had some words for you. But yeah, no, th this one's pretty good. Uh, Scully. I'm not going to give Tim Cop for this because I haven't seen it. So I've only seen the first two Halloween films, and that is it. So I will say nothing else. Valid. Uh, Spence. I've only seen the first Halloween film. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Not a bad pick, uh, according to Mr. Queller. Uh, your number uh, six, Tim. Uh, my number six is the uh, the classic, uh, the Macaw's favorite film from 2016, Assassin's Creed. Um, I will fight people. I this is probably my favorite video game franchise. Like I love playing these games. I was super hyped about the movie. Um, it came out right after the uh, classic action adventure film Macbeth. Um, and uh, that was the same director. Uh, Attack of Attack the Clones. Of the Clones. Uh, right. It was the same actor, director, uh, the whole combo uh, of Michael Fassbender, Marion Cotillard and the director. And I actually wound up really liking the movie. Um, I think the the present day stuff, they don't do it quite as they don't do it justice as well as it's done in the video games for sure. But I really, really like the stuff inside the animus with uh, the actual assassins and the Templars and everything I think is really cool and really well done. Um, and there's only like three or four sequences where that actually happens. But I think the present day stuff is good enough to get you to those other sequences that it's still a very fun time at the movies. It's not like a 75% should be it's 18 percent for a reason i don't think it should be that low um because i do think michael fassbender is good in the movie i think mary marion cotillard is good jeremy irons is in this thing i think he's really good in it as well um and like i said i think all the stuff in the past and the animus all that stuff is really cool it made me feel like i was actually seeing the games i love so much on the big screen so i really like this movie i'll defend it um i know a lot of people don't like it but i i i love this one I have avoided watching this for oh so long because I was super concerned that I wasn't going to like it because I really liked him, really liked the video game series. Uh, and I watched it today for the first time. 18% is insanely low. Uh, like, this movie is fine. Uh, I thought I don't love everything out of the Animus. I think 
everyone who's in it is doing a fine job. Brendan Gleason showed up, and I was like, what are we doing? What the fuck? Uh, but Jeremy Irons is doing a good job. Michael Fassbender is doing a solid job. He cares a lot, you could tell. Um, but uh, I think the stuff that I love a lot, I really like the five anime sequences. I thought all of them were really well done. Um, all the stunts are actually really, really solid uh, throughout this movie. Um, so... I don't fault you for it. I can totally see why you love it uh, more than uh, like I do. Uh, but my the reason why I just don't love it is because like my least favorite part of all the games is when we are not in the Animus. So to do a movie that's mainly outside the Animus and then a couple of Animus sequences was disappointing. Uh, but I agree. Everything in the Animus, dope as hell. Uh, Spence, did you see Assassin's Creed? Do you like Assassin's Creed? Uh, the most I saw, I was really excited for the film because I actually I really like uh, his uh, Justin Kurzel's version of Macbeth. But they released a, a scene from I believe it was like they were robbing a carriage or like a series of transport cars. It's one of the worst direction I've ever seen. It is horribly put put together, and that put me off seeing the film entirely. Uh, Scully. Um. Yeah, I haven't seen this, but I I, I haven't wanted to see it for a while just because I do I do enjoy the games a lot, and I'm interested to see how it's adapted into a film. Um, the fact that you just said Brendan Gleeson's in it makes me much more excited to see it because, again, you put any kind of you, you put a Harry Potter actor into any kind of film, I will watch it any day or, or, or night, any time. Uh, so I will at some point watch this, um, but 18, 18% kind of scares me, but after the way you guys described it, I'm more hopeful. Yeah, it's definitely not that bad. Uh, Queller, did you see Assassin's Creed? Did you like Assassin's Creed? I saw this in theaters. Uh, Michael Fassbender's in it. That's honestly all I remember about the movie. <laughs> I, I, I believe he's Fassbender's good because he'll act as an ass off no matter what garbage movie he's in. He's always great. So, but yeah, it's just it just went in one ear and out the other for me. That's very fair. Uh, all right, Tim, you're number five. Uh, my number five. Uh, this is a crime. This is under forty percent. I believe it's at a thirty-six percent. National Treasure: Book of Secrets. This movie has no business. Okay, this is also my five. So semi X. You will both talk about it now. Then That's okay. Fine. This movie has no business being this low. Uh, it's not as good as the first one, uh, for sure. I don't think so. I think the first one is awesome. Uh, but this movie slaps and I never saw this one as much as the first one. It was, I always watched the first one. I never owned the second one until just a couple years ago. I bought it on Blu-ray and, uh, Maggie and I watched it during quarantine and I think twice. And I was like, this movie's awesome. I don't know why I didn't remember how good this movie was. I really enjoy it. Um, I think the whole, uh, plot line of this one, they change it enough to make it, interesting and cool but also keep the like national treasure like flair from the first one um nicholas cage is like just enough of the crazy cage for me to like this movie but not so far overboard that it's too much to handle um i like bruce greenwood as the president in this movie i like the storyline with the desks i think ty burrell is in this too as like the the imagine seth as like the boyfriend of uh, Diane Kruger when they go into like the White House, like I like that sequence. I I like this whole thing. And um, uh, oh god, why am I forgetting his name? Um, Ed Harris. Ed, Ed Harris. Thank you. Um, he's awesome in this as like a villain, and his whole thing at the end of the movie, which again I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it, but I love the way that like his character wraps up in the movie. I think I think this movie's super fun. And this is just, there's a lot of bad Disney live action movies. 
Uh, but I think this is one that is like super enjoyable. It's under two hours. It's it's a blast and a half. Absolutely. Uh, go ahead, Scully. Yeah, echoing everything Tim just said, this movie is so good. I think my favorite part about it is it's just the chemistry between all the actors. Like Cage and Kruger have this great di- great back and forth d- d- dynamic. Um, Cage and Justin, Bar- I I love Justin Bartha in both of these films, especially the second one where he's like the this now famous author who's it's kind of gotten to his head a little bit, so he kind of tries to flex on everybody with his importance and his knowledge of the government. Um, John Voight and Helen Mirren, I also have have great chemistry. I I love their their dynamic dynamic and Ed Harris. He's a great villain. He like he legit. I. I I think I might like him slightly more than Sean Bean, maybe slightly more, um, but he's he's great. And then again, the, the storyline of his ancestor being in the plot to kill Lincoln and him trying to clear his family name, I think that's such a great storyline for a sequel and to incorporate all, like a, a bunch of other elements of US history. Cause like in the first film we did more Revolutionary War, now we're doing Civil War. Uh, so I kind of like that that sort of uh, that storyline that was uh, put in there. So yeah, easy easy choice for my list. Well, one of my favorite Disney live action films. Um, yeah, this is an easy choice for my list. I don't know how this is rotten, to be completely honest with you, because I think it's excellent. Uh, this is fantastic. Uh, to this day, I still want to know what's on page forty-seven. Which also, fun fact, another thing from my life that is 47 um it's everywhere uh but national treasure 2 is great uh, uh you guys nailed it uh feral cage and buckingham palace is iconic uh it's great hello i think my favorite character in both movies is riley i love him in in justin bartha's performance all the way through so that the what, the stuff that he gets to do in this is super fun uh, getting uh, uh, Ben Gates' mom involved in this one. Like, I love everything um, that kind of moves this one forward. Um, I might like it more than the first. They're close. I really like both of them. So uh, the fact that this is rotten is insane. Fantastic pick from both of you. I think the first um, one's rotten too, but it's just not under 40. It's in the that 40s. Is, it's in the 40s. That is asinine and rotten tomatoes <laughs> is no longer a valid form of judgment Almost like it was never a valid form of <laughs> uh matt queller why no national treasure oh uh, i mean i, I remember uh, watching it and liking it when i saw it but i mean it's, it's not one that i've gone back and revisited since then i mean it, it, it's it's fine i'd say it's a good average little movie so i'm not gonna knock it it's, it deserves more than 36 percent sure yeah well, saved yourself spence <laughs> why no national treasure I haven't seen it since high school, but it's fucking awesome. I am very surprised they're not bigger and more loved, both movies. If I had rewatched it any time in the past like three years, I it'd be on my list. Probably pretty high. But I just didn't feel confident putting like fitting it in. Okay. Wrong, but okay. Uh watch it. Tim, uh what's your number four? Okay, so this might be a cheat because it's at forty percent. So this might be a little bit of a cheat. It's exactly at 40%. It's rock. Actually, I will allow it. Okay. Uh, This movie, I'm sorry, is awesome. And I understand the cheesiness and the craziness of Rocky and the Rocky series. I'm not even the biggest fan of the Rocky series. I like all of the movies, but three and four are the ones that 
when I'm getting through a rewatch for fandom, I really like watching Rocky three and four and especially for it. It's this is to me what is like the perfect, like this is a bad movie. I love watching it movie. It's not the actual bad movies like cats or the room that Adelaide was referring to earlier. It, this one is actually like, some people love it because they genuinely think it's great. I think it's kind of bad, but super fun to watch. There is a fucking montage sequence that recaps events that happened 10 no. that happened 10 minutes earlier in the film. That is incredible filmmaking. Uh, there is no easy way out is by far the greatest song selection in any montage sequence of a film of all time. I love Rocky for uh, he single-handedly ended the cold war. Uh, he should be recognized for that. And that is why it is on my list. This is the moment Rocky peaks as a fighter. I stand by it. He punched communism in the face. Why is there not a Rocky for president campaign? He literally ended the cold war on his own. Uh, Rocky Balboa. Uh, is my one of my favorite film characters. The franchise as a whole is a fantastic series that I love. Uh, Rocky IV um, is really fun. I enjoy it. Uh, it's, I think, my fourth or fifth favorite um, in the series. Uh, but that's just because of how much I love them all. Uh, Rocky IV is a great pick, uh, and I allow it. Uh, it is excellent choice, uh, Tim. Ivan Drago, one of the best movie villains, put the screen, and diabolical as fuck, he killed Apollo Creed. That man deserved to die in that movie for killing Apollo Creed. Uh, James Brown does a number for no fucking reason, and I'm into it. Uh, but yeah, uh, Rocky Four is great. We're all living in America. All living in America. Uh, Spence, why don't you have Rocky Four? I haven't seen it. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. You're wrong, but okay. Queller, Rocky Four. <laughs> it's only an exhibition. <laughs> I I actually looked this movie up and saw it was forty percent. I was like, oh well, I guess I can't put it on my list. <laughs> Damn. But any any movie that has the balls to put like thirty minutes of montages in it, you you gotta show the love. <laughs> this movie, I don't even know if it cracks an hour and a half. But <laughs> a third of it is montages, baby. Uh, Scully, why no Rocky Four? Here's the thing. I think this movie is fine. I respect I, I respect the balls of putting that many montages in one movie. Uh, I like Ivan Drago a lot. It's just that is this 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 movie is fine. It's a it, I will, a lot of people I grew up with thought this movie was like you know sit was like Citizen Kane. So I why why watch it? I'm like this movie is not like not at all that. This movie is fine. Uh, I think it's like my third least favorite Rocky film. Um, so it's, I it's 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 ironically good. It's actually kind of bad. And it's also ninety-one minutes, Coho. Okay. <laughs> then thirty-one minutes is montage. Yeah. All right. Yeah, credits, about the though. first five minutes of that is just recapping the end of the last movie. Yeah. Rocky, Rocky, we, let's all bless up for a second. Realize Rocky Three, Rock Tomatoes knows Rocky Three is the best Rocky and did not put it under forty percent. If it was under forty percent, that should be everyone's number one. Rocky Three, best Rocky. All right, uh, all right. Yeah, so, Rocky Three is sixty-three percent. It's fresh. Good because that movie's perfect. All right, uh, Matt Queller, we're to your seven through four. 
All right. Uh, number seven, I have Hot Rod. My Yikes. name is Matt, and I. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I could I could get a new button. <laughs> Yikes. All right. So number six. Uh, my number six is Event Horizon. All right. So this will be the second Paul W. S. Anderson film on the list. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I honestly believe this is probably his best movie. So this is pretty much uh, Lawrence Fishburne leading a uh, space rescue crew. They're investigating a ship that disappeared like seven years ago, and suddenly it reappears. And there's a whole bunch of creepy, crawly stuff going on. But this is this is just like a really just like creepy movie. Uh, Sam Neill is in it. He gives a terrifying performance in it. And uh, I mean, it's just uh, it's kind of like one of those pretty much any as far as the uh, spaceship movies where the crew members die one by one. I, I put this as one of the better ones. So I, I was kind of disappointed to see that it's only got 28 percent. I know there's supposed to be like a director's cut out there that's like way gorier and stuff. So I'd, I'd like to take a look at that. But yeah, it, it definitely deserves to be a lot higher than that. Okay. I've never seen Event Horizon. So you're on a run here. Uh, <laughs> you're just you're gonna win by default if you've never seen any movie on your list. Uh Tim, have you seen Event Horizon? I have. It's been a long time. I saw it, I think oh, this was like early two thousands, right? Or was this late nineties? I don't remember, but it's like I, late nineties, like ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah, I saw it around the same time I saw Alien versus Predator, I feel mm -hmm. like. And it was one that I enjoyed, but I've never like owned or gone back to or any Empire Strikes Back. It always happens when I'm it can't happen any other <laughs> night. Uh, no, but I, I do I remember liking it when I saw it. I just haven't seen it since. But uh mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember thinking it was cool. So, Okay, Scully, have you seen Event Horizon? The only Event Horizon that I'm aware of uh, is the uh, music track called Event Horizon, which is the trailer music to Captain America Civil War. That is the only Event Horizon I'm aware of. So, no, I have not seen it. <laughs> okay, uh, Spence, have you seen Event there Horizon? I've seen bits and pieces. It looks pretty cool. I'd probably like it, but I've never actually sat down and watched the full thing. Okay. Matt, what's your five? Uh, my five is Bad Boys 2. All right. Now, this is the definition of uh, shut your brain off and you will have a good time. Uh, Michael Bay, I know he's, his sense of humor is extremely hit or miss, and when it misses, it's uh, pretty cringeworthy. But the action scenes in this are amazing. The uh, car chases and the shootouts... The uh, one where they get the, the the shootout where they're just the cameras just going around them, going back and forth in between the rooms is amazing, and uh, I think just just the chemistry between Will Smith and Martin Lawrence is just fantastic. They, they can they can make a lot of Michael Bay's horrible humor actually work. I remember the the I don't know the big scene is the scene where. Uh, the kids come in to uh, date my, Martin Lawrence's daughter, and they just go in, in on him, <laughs> and they just give him a horrible time. But yeah, like I said, the, the, the action scenes are amazing, and the Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, they really carry it so much that the third movie right now came out in January this year, and is still currently the highest-grossing domestic film of 2020. For no other reason than. It being great. just their chemistry, yeah. I would just like to point out that the Bad Boys for Life is awesome. Mm -hmm. It is a fantastic action movie. I like Bad Boys for Life a lot. Um, and I saw Bad Boys for Life without having seen the first two, uh, and uh, have since watched them. Bad Boys 2, 
pretty bad, but I love it. It's, <laughs> it's pretty pretty rough, but it's a good time. Bad Boys for Life, I think, is probably the only one that I think is actually good. Um, but Bad Boys 2, dope as shit. Uh, and, you know, I could, I also pretty sure why you like the Bad Boys movies beyond them being yeah. just you know, the movies. It's, it's just, I get it. Uh, French fries. All right. Uh, Tim, you made a face, so I'm saving you for last. Uh, Spence, Bad Boys 2. I have not seen a single Bad Boy. That's okay. a lie. Scully, <laughs> go. Um, I have only seen the scene where where they interrogate uh, the the uh, the the boyfriend. I love that scene <laughs> as the only see. I've seen that scene like ten times on like on social media. That's a really funny scene. So I definitely think that it it is a turn your your right off film. It seems that way. Um, so yeah, I, I haven't seen the film, but I've seen that one clip. All right, Tim. Bad um, boys too. Yeah, I saw all three of these for the first time this year. I had never seen any of them, but the third one was coming out, so I watched them. This is probably my least favorite of the three, uh, but it still slaps. It's so fun. Uh, I I said it earlier, and Scully uh, yikes it. Um, I I don't hate Michael Bay. I the movies that he makes that I think are bad, I really hate. I really hate. But the ones that are like that I enjoy, I really enjoy. And this is one of them. I think it's really fun. The scene you guys talked about with, with uh, the boyfriend, I think is very funny. My only issue with this movie, honestly, is it's way too long. Yeah, It's true. way too long. The first one and the third one are both like right at the two hour mark. And that's like perfect for these movies. This one's like two thirty two, And that's just like a little much. It was a little too much. By the end of it, I was a little nauseous. Uh, but that being said, I think it's really, really fun nonetheless. And this surprisingly became a trilogy that I would like to watch again. I just know my wife will hate them. And if I buy them, she will have to watch them. And she's giving me the finger, but we're in love. So, uh, yeah, no, this is a great choice. Absolutely. All right. You got one. You got one so far. Uh, What's your number four, Matt? Uh, My number four is Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Is that Jake Marangoni? All right. <laughs> now, help me enter in the chat in five, <laughs> four. <laughs> now, this is a really fun movie. It, I, I don't know if I'd put it in my top 100 movies, but it's a really fun movie. Uh, pretty much, uh, Steve Owenkirk took a old, I think, 1970s uh, martial arts film and inserted him himself in it with CGI and just dubbed over all the other characters. And it's, it's just so silly. It's the kind of silly where you're you're gonna laugh at it and then you're gonna feel guilty that you're actually laughing at it, but I, I love it. <laughs> I just rewatched it the other night and it's still, I laughed a lot and I felt bad afterwards, but I love it. I can understand the thirteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes because critics probably hated it. <laughs> I but have uh, <laughs> I have no desire to watch this film. Uh, I had to. Uh, Google uh, an image of uh, Kung Pao uh, for the graphics for the Top 100 series. <laughs> Not to turn any interest I will ever have in this film. Uh, yikes. Uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Scully, have you seen Kung Pao? No. <laughs> what do you think? Okay, Spence. No, but I will say one uh, one of the YouTube channels I follow was doing a, was doing a visual artist visual whatever visual 
the React series we all watch on YouTube, I think. They did one on Kung Pao. And the CG that go that is that is involved in putting Odenkirk into these movies is honestly really interesting. And I recommend checking that out. It makes me actually interested in watching the film to see what they did. But no, haven't fucking seen it. Tim, is this um, first order required viewing or not? <laughs> no. I, I had never heard of this movie before. Uh, I just went on IMDb to look at it. And the top recommended on more like this is something called Bat Thumb, where it's <laughs> Batman but as a thumb. So I think that might be the more interesting thing here. But uh, no, this actually sounds like reading the synopsis and everything and hearing what you guys are talking about. This sounds like something I would actually probably watch and laugh at. So uh, I can't promise I'll check it out, but I might watch the trailer and see what happens. <laughs> All right. Thomas Scully, we're back to you. Seventh or four. All right. Uh, my seven is Paul Blart Mall Cop. Great choice. Yeah, I absolutely adore this movie. Uh, it's just, it's it's so clever. Just have Kevin James play this, you know, down on his luck, New Jersey Mall Cop who has just had, who's just struck out in his life so many times. And then he meets this woman who's perfect and they have this, this instant connection. And then just all like, even before the 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 mall heist, there's just so many funny moments. Like when he had when he has like the nachos eating contest, and he drinks all the margaritas, and he gets like so rip roaring drunk. That shit's super funny. One, of, I think my favorite scene is when he's playing Detroit Rock City in the arcade while the heist is starting, and they're banging on the door like like Can you help us? And he can't hear them because he's jamming out to. Uh, to the song, um, I, I think Jema Mays is 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 great as as the love interest. I think Bobby Cannavale, like the the twist with, with him at the end, is 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 solid. Um, but this is definitely on the strength of Kevin James, and Kevin James just has this kind of physical comedy that not too many other comedic actors have, um, and he he's able to use it to his advantage in so many different ways in this film. Uh, so yeah, Public Law Cop, such a great movie. I can understand the th the thirty four percent, but it should be higher. I'm sorry. This is the Galaxy Quest of Die Hard movies. <laughs> it is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Blart Cop is outstanding. I love Paul Blart Mall Cop. Um, I think the idea of just doing it in a mall with Kevin James is. Just like a perfect Die Hard sequel. Uh, that's, it's just great. Jayma Mays, I don't know why she's here, uh, but she's great. Uh, Rainy Rodriguez from Austin and Alley is in this, and I don't know why, but she's good. It's just, I love this movie. I think all the jokes are fun. I think all the action is actually pretty fun to watch. Um, I think my favorite um, bit of the movie is when he is driving his Segway around the mall before anything is happening and breaking up fights uh, or fights uh, and while he's teaching the heist guy uh, the illusion of a gun. I think Paul Blart Mall Cop is so good and so fun. Mind funny. is the only weapon that doesn't need a holster. It's so good. I, I love Paul Blart Mall Cop. Excellent choice. Uh, Spence, why don't you have Paul Blart Mall Cop? Because it's fucking dog shit. <laughs> this Happy Madison bullshit is not a good movie. It's awful. It's unfunny. Dumb action. Fucking hate Kevin James. Everything in He climbs out of a ball pit via a Segway. How is that not good? How is that bad? 
It's bad. It's Spence, fucking you bad. have cats on your list. You have ten. You have no ground to stand on. Every other fucking week, ten nope. to ten is okay. It's ten to whatever. I Fuck don't care. You, you put That's the worst seven. movie of the decade on. Get out. Queller. Paul Blart Mall Cop. Why isn't it on your list? This is a movie that knows what it is. It embraces it. It knows it has a ceiling. It doesn't try to rise above the ceiling. So I mean, it, it it's a harmless movie. Not not maybe not thirty <laughs> percent. Maybe maybe give it like forty five. Bump it up a little bit. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll, I'll be halfway in between with Spence. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> you don't want to be on Spencer's side. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm higher. Oh, fair. I'm you know it's what? a horrible movie. I'm just saying it knows I'll, what it is. I'll give you about a plus higher in the opposite direction. He's <laughs> uh, got 15 less percent. Tim, Paul Blart Mall Cop, do you agree that it is the greatest Die Hard sequel post Die Hard with a Vengeance? Peanut Blart and Jelly. Yeah, this movie's. Uh, yeah. This movie's. Okay, so I actually. Uh, this movie came out in what oh nine, and I was trying to sneak into my bloody Valentine, uh, and I got caught. Uh, so we went and saw Paul Blart Mall Cop instead, and this shit slaps. Uh, it's not good. I actually hate Happy Man. I really don't like Adam Sandler movies, like the Happy Madison thing. Like I, I don't at all like any of them. the Longest Yard mentioned before. Don't like it. Don't like any of the movies. That being said, I think this one is very funny, and it might just be because we went to see it. We didn't want to see it, and I found wound up thinking it was very funny. Um, that being said, I do own it on Blu-ray, actually, which is fucking weird that I own it. Uh, the second one, dog shit. Terrible. Yeah. Shouldn't exist. Uh, but this one is very funny in, like Queller said, A, it knows what it is. It's not trying to do anything more or anything less it's it's ex it's exactly what it should be uh so it's a it's a great pick it's a great pick absolutely fantastic pick what's your number six my six uh is home alone lost in new york the trump one exactly okay. uh i i really enjoy this film i i do enjoy the first home alone a, a, a bit more but the idea of just having kevin now not just his house to play with, but the entirety of New York city to like go around and, and be a kid in. I think it's a really great concept. Um, it, it, it definitely recycles a lot of stuff from, from the first film, but I do think the, uh, the, the actual scenes uh, in his uncle's house with Harry and Marv, they, I think they do a good job of, of like taking it to a, another level. Uh, Harry and Marv should be fucking dead by now because Marv should have died when he got a ton of bricks thrown on his head. Harry should have died when he dunked his toilet, when he dunked his head into a toilet and that toilet was filled with fucking kerosene. He should have, he should have burned to fucking death right there. Um, but I, 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 I love the, the smaller moments like with, with Mr. Duncan. I think that's a really heartwarming moment. The, the, the bird lady is a nice substitution uh, for, uh, for, for the old man. Tim Curry. Tim Curry and Rob Schneider as, as like the hotel workers are so funny. Uh, Tim Curry in particular just, just does such a good job being like the 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 conniving hotel worker who tries to out Kevin. Um, so yeah, I love everything about this film. Uh, it's more personal pick because I've 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 watched it at least three times a year at Christmas time. So yeah, I love it. Uh, I have a hot take. I think I like this more than the first Home Alone. Uh, I really really like Home Alone too. Um, I think that. 
yeah, it does recycle the stuff, but I think that's everything that I like about the first one alone is present here, and everything it adds, I really like. I really love Tim Curry. I love everything in the hotel. Um, I love the uh, the creepy bird feeder lady who ends up, you know, being a really nice person. Uh, the, sure that's the, uh, the toy store, like I love everything that they add in Home Alone too. Um, and I think that you know, to I, I have to say it because Cody would have wanted me to. Uh, the fact that they lost this kid again <laughs> means that they should not have this kid anymore. Uh, but Home Alone 2 Lost in New York is uh, is excellent. Excellent choice. I love it. Uh, Matt, thoughts on Home Alone 2? Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, I, I agree. That's a, great, that's a great pick. That This is one that I uh, really used to like when I was younger. I used to have the uh, video game for Super Nintendo. Jumping over vacuums at the hotel and stuff. So, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, good pick. Uh, Tim, Home Alone 2. Uh, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. I've never seen any of the Home Alone movies. Wow. The first, the first one just came out on 4K, so I think I might pick it up and watch it this Christmas just to get like a vibe of it, but I've only heard good things about Honestly, both of these, which is surpri- I'm actually surprised this one is so low. Because I've only heard good things about the first two of these movies. I, I hear there's like a third one that maybe was straight to DVD or something. But uh, There's a third one and a fourth one. And I think Cody likes the third one the most, I think. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, well then, I see, I've only heard good things about the first yeah. two for sure. Uh, so it's not one that I've been like actively avoiding. It's just I've never gotten around to it. Uh, this Christmas might be the year because of Mr. Scully. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Fair. Um, but, yeah, uh, this one's great. And I know Spence held up a board that says hasn't seen it. Uh, so, all right. Uh, we covered your five, right, Scully? Uh, National Treasure, Book of Secrets? Yep. All right. So then you're number four. Four was the extra failure. Transformers Dark of the Moon. You can categorize the Transformers films in two categories. You can categorize the first, the third, and Bumblebee into the good category. And you can put the rest into visual, the visual diarrhea category. Dark of the Moon, I think it, it, that is the Transformers film I enjoy watching the most. I think the concept of there being Decepticons with humans working for them, that whole twist, I really, really enjoy that. I think Patrick Dempsey is a little kind of eh. But I think they 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 use his they use his character quite well. They maybe had a different actor and, and might have been better. Um, they surprised the hell out of you by by killing Ironhide like forty five minutes in. And Ironhide was my favorite uh, Autobot in the first two films. So you kill off Ironhide, you have my full and undivided attention. Um, it also does what the Dark Knight Rises tried to do a year later, but like slightly better, having the entire city on lockdown and everyone is being killed. No one can leave. Uh, and I and then the, the final battle at the end in Chicago. I think the visuals. Fair. <laughs> I think the visuals are really good. I'm a huge sucker for using like uh, parts of the U.S. military in these films. That's one of my favorite aspects of the Transformers films: the way they use the military. Josh uh, Duhamel is one is one of my favorite actors in this in in this series. He does a really good job, especially. And the first and third ones. Um, and if you had told me that a 2011 film has um, John Malkovich, John Turturro, and Francis McDormand, I would have told you, oh, it's a Coen Brothers movie. Nope, it's Dark of the Moon. 
and all three of them are great in this movie. So I I I really enjoy this film. It, it does it, it it hits the mark on almost everything. Tim, go ahead. Yeah, this was my nine. Um, I absolutely agree with Scully. Uh, I've said it once before, but this one is probably the biggest thing of like when I saw it. Um, I actually I saw this movie in IMAX 3D, and I know a lot of people don't like 3D, but I love it. And this movie, like in that huge screen, Return of the Jedi. That's always what I'm talking. The huge screen. Uh, the uh, big sound, the visuals, everything. And I also, I'm with Scully where I give this franchise a lot of pass. Uh, like, I give it a lot of passes. My least favorite one's the second one. I hate the second one so much. Um, and that's when four and five exist. Um, so I was really not looking forward to this movie, and it wound up surprising me a ton. I saw it, like, three times in the theater based purely on the fact of just, like, how much fun it was um and i just loved the experience of like the 3d and the huge screen and the 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 action i thought was great uh revisiting it now the reason i have it lower is just because shy is not very good in it he's not good in any of these yeah, movies he's, he's not very good in it patrick dempsey's also really bad but i think the action which is the majority of why you're going to the movie holds up really really well this is probably other than 13 hours maybe my favorite michael bay movie if i had to if i had to think about it i can't really oh no 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 the rock exists never yeah but i i really like this movie and i like the franchise a lot but this is the one that i was like oh yeah okay this the this we could we can make these movies fun and they can still be like the stupid whatever and yeah i enjoy it Bar, I don't hate him saying that line. I think it's actually really clever that he says that line, but like the inverse. So, oh, yeah, I, it slaps. I would, uh, I would like to just point out that I think that this is the best Michael Bay Transformers movie. I love Dark of the Moon. Uh, I think that this is the one that works the most for me. I think the moment where Ironhide gets killed is it was huge for me watching. I was like, oh, well, shit. This just got interesting. Uh, Josh Jumal is the only man that I think uh, is quasi-famous who is willing to admit he comes from North Dakota and say it proudly. Uh, I don't know why he wears that badge of honor. I want people to forget it. Uh, but he is not the worst in Transformers Dark of the Moon. Uh, I think this is the best that he's been, but that's not saying much. Um yeah, I love Leonard Nimoy in this one. I think Sentinel Prime is a great villain uh, for the series, probably the best villain of the series. Um, I think that he does a good job. Dempsey is, you know, Dempsey, but whatever. And Shia gets has to be weird because he's Shia. Um, but uh, I, I, li- I like the um, Rosie Huntington-White uh, repla- who replaces Whitley. Megan Fox. Rosie yeah. Huntington-Whitley. Whitley, there it is. Uh, I think that she's better than Megan Fox. Uh, she's a more welcome addition, I think. Um, yeah, I think this is the best of the Michael Bay Transformers movies by a solid, decent margin. Um, yeah, great choice. Uh, Queller, Transformers Dark uh, the Moon. Yeah, I, I agree with what Scully said about 1, 3, and Bumblebee being the only uh, Transformers movies worth watching. Uh, this one, I saw this one in the IMAX theater, so it was massive spectacle, which is, I mean, the only reason you want to see it. I mean... The, the only way you could make it better is probably to just like cut out all the stuff in between the action scenes and just have like a good 45 minute reel, maybe another 
Michael Bay's probably been an hour, 20 minutes of just action scenes. But yeah, that's not, not a bad pick. Spence, Transformers. I hate every single one of these doggy shit fucking movies, except for Bumblebee, which is actually amazing. Uh, I've seen them all multiple times because I was a dumb kid, and I hate myself for watching them now. I, it's just, they all blend together. Nothing really stands out other than in two, which has the fucking robot balls. Everything else just blends together, and I don't know yeah, why people like them or why they now, enjoy rewatching just them. Cats, cats are not it. I don't it's ten. I, I don't didn't say you liked it. List. You know what, Spence? Take a seven through four. Scully, please say yikes for my seven. My seven is uh, the Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. No. <laughs> You're a whore. You're a motherfucker. This I'm not the trick. I don't want to hear shit. I know you love this movie. Talk about it. <laughs> if we're talking one of the great movies of my childhood, this is it. I would come home and watch this on fucking Disney Channel every goddamn day. This is amazing. <laughs> Taylor Lautner is some weird fucking roided out shark kid is fantastic. Uh, Mr. Electro and the I, there's Linus. Every oh, character true. in here is iconic. Amazing. It's not higher because objectively it's a very poorly made movie. The CG is horrible, but it is so much fun to watch. It's it's one of those few movies from my from my childhood. <laughs> it's, one of the, it's, it's one of the few movies from my childhood, which I actively want to go back and rewatch on the daily. I adore this movie. <laughs> This movie is terrible, but I loved it as a kid. So, like, this is one of my favorite from my childhood. But the thing is, it's not good. This movie's not good. Whenever you hear me talk about it, it's ironic. I ironically like this movie. It's on the Team 19 list because we all watched it as kids. Because we all thought it was great as kids. But let's be honest. Mr. Electricity is terrible. This movie is not good in any way. It's just it's just a perfect little bubble of nostalgia that like 1200 kids in America have. Uh it's a it's a bad movie. I, I get the word perfect, so I'm I'm happy with that. <laughs> oh god. All right. Uh Tim you had a very visceral reaction to this. I am with Tuig in the chat. If if I was 9 years old and we were doing this Fuck me up. Sign me up for Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I saw this shit in the theater in 3D. Um, it was on the heels of Spy Kids 3D, which by all accounts slaps. Um, but I'm now 25 years old and this movie's terrible and I'm never going to watch it again in my life. Uh, it's so bad. And by all accounts, it there's nothing good about it at all. The acting is horrible. The story makes no sense. The characters are terrible. The CGI is awful. And the excuse is, well, it's for kids. It's a novelty thing. No, it's just real bad. This movie's terrible. It's 100% facts. Matt. I was already in my 20s when this came out, so I did not see it. <laughs> Good, I'm proud of you. You know what? <laughs> you passed the adulthood test. Uh, Scully. Imagine if you introduced a 10-year-old to cocaine. 
This is what this movie is. Is this this movie ironically good? Yes. It's fun. You essentially, I only watch this movie when I am shit hammered and can't string two words together. That is the only time you should ever watch this film. Taylor Lautner, fine, whatever. Taylor Duty, Duty makes sense. She's a, a, a Trump supporter now. Uh, she's fine. Uh, the a- acting performances are just, ugh, gross. I still have nightmares about George Lopez's stupid fucking head. Um, <laughs> I said it once. I said it a million times. Mr. Electricity Dodd is the stuff of a nightmare. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on to Spencer's number six. Uh, my number six is, is uh, Justin Timberlake's In Time. Cool. Oh? <laughs> okay, okay, so some Asian, because it's probably the most obscure movie on my, on my list. Basically, it's, a, it's, it's like Logan's Run, but dumber. It's where you stop aging at a certain age, and then you basically your currency is time. You have to, like, you're paid in time. You transfer, you pay with things with time. And it's really weird, but it works. So <laughs> it works really well. I think Timberlake and I believe Wild is his co-lead are both magnetic. They are wonderful for this. I think it's a very basic sci-fi premise, but the action is directed really well. I think there's a good amount of character in all of, like, the really dumb over-the-top stuff. And there's a scene where it's basically like, okay, we're going to time battle to the death. And they just grab each other's wrists and start flipping them to see who's giving time to who. It is, it seems really dumb and it shouldn't work. But everyone in the crew is so committed to making this singular vision come through. It is really engaging and really entertaining. Um, I'm with Tuig on this one. I really do like the concept of in time. I think that the ideas in this movie are really cool. Um, the action sucks. There's real. It's not really well directed. I think this movie is better than forty percent. Like it's a pretty okay movie. It's not bad. Um, like I actually don't hate the pick. It's not this like not this low. I think Justin Timberlake's okay in it. Amanda Seyfried's pretty good. Um, I think there's only one scene in this movie that I think is actually really well done, which is the uh, his um, mom. I think is running to him because she's running out of time. Uh, and right as they get there, she keels yeah. over. I think that's a great sequence and the only part of this movie that's really memorable and sticks out. Um, but yeah, okay. You know what? Fine pick. I won't follow you for it. But you know what? You get a great on that one. Uh, Queller, have you seen In Time? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it, it, It's okay. Like, like you said, I think it's better a concept they just didn't really execute. I mean, Justin Timberlake is good if you want to throw him in a comedy, but trying to make him an action star is probably not a good idea. So, uh, Scully, In Time. Imagine if you introduced 10-year-old Christopher Nolan to cocaine. <laughs> That's what this movie sounds like. It is Inception if it forgot how to be Inception. Uh, cool. Keep it away from me then. Uh, yeah, I actually like this pick. Uh, I think you nailed it on the head, Coho. It's a great concept that's not very memorable because I remember watching it and thinking it was really cool and it wasn't like a great movie, but it wasn't terrible, but that I enjoyed it. But that was when it came out, and I literally remember nothing about it. All I remember about this movie is uh, that uh, Leonard from The Big Bang Theory is in this movie. Uh, I remember that, and that's about it. But I remember thinking that it was fun, 
when I saw it. So I I like this pick. I think Killian Murphy is the agent that's tracking him down, right? Am I right about that? Scarecrow, yeah. the bad guy again? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, t- two points. Uh, but <laughs> that's my score sheet for Warzone. Uh, all right. Nah, fine pick. Uh, Spence, which number five? I got a pitch for you. What if Cabaret was just really dumb? My number five is Burlesque. <laughs> so... I had to watch this for trivia back in like January. Again, I am not defending this. I am a sucker for a lot of music films. I think the dancing is done really well. I think the entire cast is really great. I will never say no to Stanley Tucci in anything. It's it's a movie that doesn't aspire to be a lot. It's a it's a lazy musical and a lazy dance film, but I think the people involved with it are really just again dedicated to the craft of music and dance. So they put a lot of effort into things that you wouldn't normally expect from this type of movie. And it's a very basic bullshit kind of story, but I just loved everything about it. And the first scene where you get to really, when you get, where you get to really hear Christina Aguilera sing, where Kristen Bell cuts out the power and it's just like, what do we do? And then she shows up with an actually good voice, which some of the rest of the cast apparently could have and amazing dance sequences. I want to rewatch it all the time. Like it's just a really, it's a really good time when I watch it. So who wants to tell Spence this movie is not good? Uh, I've actually never seen it, uh, so I can't really talk. Uh, but yeah, you know, I only know this movie exists because of you. And uh, if Holtzman is screaming no, and Holtzman will watch anything, <laughs> then that's a that's a good sign right there. That's not for me. Uh, Scully, have you seen this movie? Uh, quote: I am not defending this uh, definition. I don't support it. It's not good, bad. This is your five. If you are saying you do not support this, why is it your five? It's fair. Uh, I recognize. Matt, have you seen Burlesque? I have had to read the Wikipedia for this about three or four times for various matches, and I think I fell asleep one of those times while I was reading it. So Valid. Uh, Tim, have you seen this one? Yeah, I saw it when it came out, um, and the reason I saw it was I'm pretty sure my mom was like, hey, I want to see that movie, and I'll watch anything. So I was like, sure. So we watched it, and I was like, that was terrible, and it's like one of my mom's favorite movies. Uh, So that's the world I live in. Uh, I don't remember anything about it at all, uh, but I remember thinking, why did I agree to watch this when I could have seen something else again? So, yeah. Valid. All right, Spencer, number four. My number four is Scooby Doo. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna fucking read this episode. Scooby Doo is good. Scooby Doo is a great, great time. Uh, we just rewatched it like last week, and it's. I, I feel like all the movies I'm picking here, I'm not gonna defend their good movies, but in terms of overall enjoyment. This is wonderful. I grew up on a lot of the Scooby-Doo cartoons. I remember in like first grade, second grade, I watched a lot of them on TV. And then I was like, oh, hey, look at this. Movie's out. And I watched the movie. And I love it. I think the entire cast is amazing. Matthew, Matthew Lillard has played, has played Shaggy for the past nearly 20 years because of how well he plays a character in this movie. And <laughs> and every, every person involved with the cast, I think, is an amazing pick other than Freddie Prince Jr., who's sort of just annoying and an asshole, but it's also real life. Uh, I think the the entire thing, the entire setup of the island, and actually introducing Ghost to the narrative and the the secret uh, villain reveal is all a lot of fun and is 
endlessly quotable. I don't get how people don't like it. Namely, Coho. Coho doesn't like this. I don't fucking get why. This movie's bad. I'll tell you why. <laughs> this movie's bad. The only thing in this movie that works remotely is Matthew Lillard as Shaggy. I think that he actually is pretty good at like being Shaggy. He's doing a good Shaggy voice, and he like is having a lot of fun. Everyone else is bad. Like everything else about this movie does not work. The story is shit. The location is shit. The mystery is shit. They do the thing that literally every Edge Lord wants to do with Scooby Doo if they were doing Scooby Doo today. What if something bad happened where they all broke up because they don't get along and now they gotta come back together years later? It's stupid. Scooby Doo doesn't work. It's stupid. It's dumb. And the only the I get the memes. The memes are funny. The memes are funny. But this movie is bad, and Matthew Lillard's the only thing worth watching. Uh, Tim, Scooby-Doo. There's not a single good feature-length, theatrically released Scooby-Doo movie. And that includes the one that was supposed to be in theaters this year, Scoob, that got put on digital. That movie's bad, too. Uh, I disagree with saying everyone's bad. I think Matthew Lillard is by far the best. I actually like Freddie Prince Jr. I think he's good uh, in a lot of stuff, and I think he's good in this. That being said... What did you expect? <laughs> it like I I don't know. I remember when this came out. It came out like the week before Lilo and Stitch, and then my parents were like, "Let's go see a movie." And I was like, "Let's see the Disney film that's probably going to stand the test of time." And they were like, "Nah, Scooby Dooby fucking do." And we saw this instead. And I literally remember sitting in the theater. I'm going to spoil Scooby Doo. I don't give a fuck at the end of the movie when scrappy doo comes out i was like i literally i was like nine but i'm pretty sure i looked at my dad and said what the fuck and like <laughs> threw my popcorn in the air i was pissed. At, at, th- at three four five years old <laughs> this, this movie is fucking stupid fuck and it's just like there is that thing of like what what could you what were you expecting but also like you're taking a property that's so beloved for such a long time, which actually has some really great straight-to-DVD animated movies. Uh, Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase is a classic. Uh, And so, like, you're making that a live-action thing, and they missed the mark on everything. Uh, They missed everything special about Scooby-Doo, everything good about Scooby-Doo, and put it into this movie. And uh, it's... Oh, and the sequel's even worse. It's... They're both so terrible. I refuse. Oh. I refuse to continue past this movie. Man. Matt Gunn wrote this movie, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he wrote both of them. <laughs> Fucking kill me. Uh, to be fair, he was centered a lot more in the original film than the second one. Second one, he actually had more freedom. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I think probably the best thing to come out of this movie is uh, videos of Jake watching it while enjoying beverages and yelling at it. <laughs> this, is <terrible. laughs> this is very true. <laughs> yeah, no, it's bad. Drunk Jake Scooby-Doo content is the only good thing we have gotten from Scooby-Doo. Okay. Here's the thing. I have this thing where I... I, I, It's called Boatman time. It's the time when Caleb Boatman leaves to go get popcorn and then comes back. And it's usually around like 10 to 15 minutes. The part where they break up and get back together is shorter than Boatman time. That's how you know it's a (laughs) shit Kill Bobby can go make popcorn and come back and like they'll and they'll be together again. He'll miss he'll miss the entire breakup. This movie is bad. It is okay, but awful. It's, not right, it's 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 hold on. It's one a.m. nachos. Okay, we're moving on. Wait, wait uh, Tim, you're number three. Ooh, uh, we are to my number three. My number three is 
Horrible Bosses 2. Um, I will I will say this. We don't have to get into it because I don't want to get into it. There are people, there's a person in these movies that is not loved, and that's fine. But let's ignore that and say that the first Horrible Bosses is one of my favorite comedies. I genuinely love it. That movie's, uh, like I think, like it's 70%. I love Horrible Bosses. I really do. And I saw the sequel when it came out, thought it was fine, and never really watched it again until maybe three years ago. I picked up the Blu-ray on like Black Friday or something. And now it's actually in the rotation of like when I watch the first one, I have to watch the second one. I think it's really fun. Christoph Waltz and Chris Pine in this movie are both very, very funny. They bring back Kevin Spacey. And again, like his role is smaller, but he's very funny in this as well. And I think just like the main three guys, it's a lot of like, again, like toilet dumb humor, but I find it very, very funny. It's like, to me, uh, what like the hangover sequels wanted to do, but it does it like better. I think that's forced. Force yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, like the hangover movies, like tried to like change up the concept like a little bit, but then ended up just kind of basically being the same movies. I think this one changes up the concept of wanting to kill your boss enough uh, that it makes it, and it makes it different enough that it's a new and enjoyable experience. Jamie Foxx also being back in this movie. He's fantastic as motherfucker Jones. I just really like these movies and Chris Pine. I can't stress enough is so funny in this movie. I think he's genuinely hilarious and all of the side characters. Uh, I don't, did I say something bad about Charlie? Oh, I, I, no, 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 yeah. I, I get, I get it. Charlie day. I actually love in the, these movies as well. I think, I think, I really genuinely like both of these movies a lot. The first one's always going to be my favorite, but I think that 34% is really unfair to this movie. I think it's a really good sequel that uh, changes the game as far as what you got in the first one and uh, kind of ups the ante a little bit. And it, it's super fun. And maybe also because like I love crime films. So adding in like the little bit of like crime thing into the comedy, maybe that's part of it too. But uh, I think I think that this movie's hilarious. Uh, I love it. I haven't seen either one, um, but you just kind of sold me on watching both of them. Uh, it sounds like it could be fun. Uh, so good job. You have now you like them. pitched me on a duology that I will probably watch in the next couple of days. Uh, Spence, horrible bosses too. I've seen the first one. I liked it. I'm just mad at getting more shit for Scooby Doo than this. That's it. <laughs> Uh, did you movies. hit your head this morning? <laughs> when I was very young, I did, but that's not Golly, relevant. Horrible losses too. Uh, I've, I love, I loved, I love uh, the first one. I, I kind of forgot there was a second because I was planning on seeing it, and then I just never got around to it. And I forgot it existed. But yeah, Tim totally sold me on, on the second one because I love Chris Pine, I love Christoph Waltz, um, and I, I love, I love the, the trio of Bateman, Day, and Sudeikis. That's a really funny trio to like. You know, to, to watch a movie about. Um, so, yeah, I'll definitely check out the uh, second one. How could you forget Christoph Waltz won his second Academy Award for Horrible Bosses 2? That's true. Um, Matt. Oh, yeah, like, like Scully just said, if you put the three main guys in any movie, and it's going to at least be a funny movie. Uh, I, I forget most of this. I remember Chris Pine was in it. I for, totally forgot Christoph Waltz was in it until he said that. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it was good. It's kind of more of the same 
but I, I probably rewatch it. I probably enjoy it. I mean, it's probably a good time. It's just not as good as the first one. All right. Well, what is your number three? What is better than Horrible Bosses Two, Matt? Uh, my number three is probably a movie that I'm sure you has seen and probably maybe even known in the community. Uh, it's uh, Wilder Napalm. No yikes. No. Okay. Bueller. <laughs> uh, this is a movie about two brothers played by Arliss Howard and Dennis Quaid, and they're kind of fighting over the woman that they both love, played by uh, Deborah Winger, except they both have pyrokinetic powers, so they can pretty much create fire and control it with their minds. So it's kind of like a, almost like a superhero, supervillain, romantic comedy sort of thing. But it's uh, written by uh, Vince Gilligan, who would go on with the uh, Breaking Bad show. So it's really, it's got really good writing. Uh, it also has a Jim Varney in a non-earnest live action performance as a, uh, a sleazy carny. It's just, uh, but yeah, this is one I watched a lot in the uh, 90s. It's, it's really enjoyable. It's on Amazon Prime now if anyone wants to uh, check it out. Like I said, I recommend it. It's uh, really fun. Dennis Quaid is going, Is he He does his uh, batshit in there's a bunch of uh, firemen that uh, sing. So it's a, it's a good time. I'm going to be honest, you didn't sell me on this at all. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this does not sound like a movie I have any interest in seeing. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you like it, uh, but I am I am just on uh, – I've, I've seen one movie on your list so far. I uh, I think you're you're pulling the Palayama. You're going to win by default. Uh, Spence, have you heard of Wilder Napalm? I haven't, but he actually pitched it well. I enjoyed what he said, so I just added it to my watch list. Uh, Tim. Wilder Napalm. Uh, I've never heard of this. Uh, the thing that sold me on watching this uh, would be, did I hear Vince Gilligan? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, that, that is what is he wrote it or directed? He wrote it. He wrote it, yeah. I will, I will check it out based on that alone, honestly, because Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul are like, especially Better Call Saul, sweet mercy. So, yeah. Uh, Scully, Wilder Napalm. I took a bathroom break because I, I have no, no clue what this film is. So <laughs> Valid. All right. Uh, well, we're coming to you, Mr. Scully. What's your number three? My number three uh, is Meet the Fockers. Uh, where is Cody? <laughs> this is this is a Cody pick. I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I enjoy Meet the Fockers more uh, than Meet the Parents, in, in, in my opinion. I just think that introducing two two dynamic actors in Streisand and um and Dustin Hoffman and just how wild and crazy and different they are from uh the Burnses is is so funny. Just 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 the football scene alone when Hoffman and De Niro are facing off against each other and Hoffman just decks De Niro in midair. Oh my god, it's so funny. And just the way their two lifestyles are so different with with the Burnses being very kind of more more strict and mainstream and streisand and hoffman being very like very out very out of there and just way out of left field living their lives totally different down in florida um it's so funny and and then and i do actually enjoy the storyline of like the illegitimate son that's not really maybe not could be but also could be not be his son i think that's a really interesting dynamic because they have to do something in the film to make you know jack not not trust him um that's a really interesting storyline 
um and and, and just every scene with with the nanny and, and how they how they make it awkward for everybody in awkward for everybody in those scenes when they when they reveal that he lost his virginity to her is just so it's so uncomfortable and so awkward that you just you you you, you can't take your eyes off it um, but yeah, I really, I, I love Meet the Fockers. It's one of my favorite 2000s comedies, um, and it, it, it's the best film out of the three. And Holtzman, if that's the only Fockers film you've seen, please, for the love of God, watch the other two, because that movie is bad. Yeah. Um, I'm going to channel the spirit of Cody Newberry real quick and just say, um, as Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro, it's a perfect film. Uh, so there's nothing wrong with this. You have passed... Uh, your list sucks tonight with flying colors, uh, for you have struck De Niro and Hoffman Gold. And that was uh, uh, that that right there gets you the Cody save for any criticism I could have had. But I also haven't seen the movie, so there you go. Cody's gonna sway that in your favor. Uh, Matt, have you seen Meet the Fockers? Yeah, yeah, I actually enjoy this one. Uh, Dustin Hoffman is genius casting as uh, Ben Stiller's dad, and uh, Barbara Streisand as the mother is really good too. It, it's really enjoyable. I still like the first one a little bit more, but uh, this is a, this is a good movie. Uh, Spence, have you seen Meet the Fockers? I've seen all three. None of them really stand out to me as like individuals. They all blur in my head a little bit. I will say, I did just see Dustin and De Niro and Wag the Dog. So can I get like brownie points on that? Or Wag the Dog is great. You educated yourself. Yeah. Get ready, Flower Man. Yeah. Uh, I'm Tim. Yeah. Um, this was actually the first of the three that I saw, uh, just because I think it was playing uh and like my parents had it on and i watched it without having seen the first one um and it made me go back i i like this one a lot um i don't love this trilogy by any means uh i've only seen the third one once and yes it's terrible uh but the first two are really funny and this one is very funny there's i don't yeah you have de niro you have stiller you have streisand you have hoffman like why is this 39 percent? like it's it's super fun really fun movie Valid. All right. Uh, Spence, we're back to you. What's your number three? Take that Scooby-Doo and make it Scooby-2. My number three is Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. No, it is not you! <laughs> this movie is fucking awesome. Are you kidding? Like, I okay, I... <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, I hear your criticism of the first one. You hate the setup. You hate Scooby Doo. I get that. So Scooby Doo Two is you take you take the characters you already know them from the first movie, so you know how they're going to act. You put them with amazing monsters, incredible. They are awesome villains to watch, and has a wonderful setup with fucking Peter Boyle in the beginning, which is weird. And the whole the the idea of them. <laughs> Yeah, right now, the, 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 at the museum, it's like, hey, let's celebrate this, let's let's celebrate the mystery gang, and then they break out and turn their their previous villains in or into like ghosts now, and to fight them again, and they're one on one, and and the, and the gang's dynamic is changing. <laughs> I think the movie has a lot of wild premises, and you can feel the gun influence coming in. It's him saying, "Fuck it, no one cares about this. Let me just make my movie." And he makes such a unique and interesting film. Like, it feels fully him. I love watching it. James Gunn didn't direct this film. This no, is he Raj, wrote it. This, this is Raja Gosnell again. It's Raja Gosnell again. Uh, I have no interest in seeing this movie whatsoever because the first one sucks. 
Uh, and the thing is, it's the exact same team. It's the exact same team. Again, same director, same writer. I have no interest in this movie whatsoever. Uh, there's no way it could have been good. Uh, because the first one is trash and it's the same people. Uh, Tim, Scooby Doo 2. Remember when I told you the story about how it took me to see instead of Lilo and they thought it would be good? They didn't take me. Did you hear any of that? I cut out for a second. You, you bounced around. I'm going to call that a half last Jedi. <laughs> okay. Remember the story I said about my parents take me to Rogue see Scooby Doo instead of Lilo, Lilo and Stitch? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, they didn't even. They they even. They we skipped this one because the first one was so bad. Uh, we rented it from Family Video and watched it. Um, and it's. I I will concede one point. The premise is cool. These movies. This movie's still horrible. Horrible. I I can't do what I did last time again. This movie's terrible. <laughs> Fuck this movie. I I unironically literally said the second one's worse last time. I should have known that Spence would have had the fucking second one also on their <laughs> oh, list. God. God damn it. Cats. I'm going to keep eating my airheads now. Sweet Cats. mercy. Cats. And Scooby-Doo 1 and 2. Hell yes. You started out so well with Glass and If I Stay. Matt, uh, have you seen Scooby-Doo 2? I saw the first one, and I feel like I'm capable of learning from my mistakes, so I did not see the second one. <laughs> and I'll go ahead and warn you for your next pick, I haven't seen Scoop yet either, so. What are you in theaters? Oh my god, Matt, you just... I've needed points for you so far. <laughs> that was it. There you go. You got some positive points on that one. Scully, give me the two. Imagine if you introduced a 10-year-old to cocaine and ketamine at the same time. Congratulations, <laughs> <laughs> you made a baby. It's called <laughs> Monsters Unleashed, and you should put it up for adoption. <laughs> Fucking yikes. Oh my god. <laughs> that was a ghost. What a night. So what a night. All right. Um oh, all right. What a night. We're gonna move back over to Tim. What's your number two? Uh my number two is Saw 2. Um I give the Saw franchise a ton of passes. I genuine there's what, eight movies, and I genuinely love six out of those eight movies um other than the original this is probably i was going between this one and the third one as which one i wanted to put on my list ultimately i picked this one uh because i think they do a such a good job of recognizing what they had with the first one they keep james wan and lee winnell on as writers um and they do such a good job at realizing what they have with the first one upping the ante but still making it feel like a Saw movie. And the concept of, um, is it Donnie Wahlberg? I think it's Donnie Wahlberg, right? Donnie Wahlberg is the cop uh, with this kid, with his kid that they're not really getting along. Um, him coming face to face, like actually sitting down, having a conversation with Jigsaw, going back and forth is so, so cool to watch. And then um, the whole concept of, these people trapped in a house 
trying to find their way out. They only have two hours to get out before uh, they, they die from like a poisoning. They have to get antidotes to fix. And then the, the twist that comes at the end, I don't want to spoil this one. Unlike Scrappy Doo that I don't give a shit about spoiling uh, the end of this movie. If you've never seen the franchise, I think the end, the ending twist of saw two is genuinely shocking uh, you when you see and you understand what's happening on all fronts because there's multiple twists layered together. There's twists happening with Jigsaw and uh, Wahlberg's character. There's twists happening inside the house. And when you... There's a full Last Jedi. Thank you. And when you mix all of those things together, it creates a really awesome ending i also really like the third one but the third one's a little bit too long it's like two hours long which is way too long for a saw film um and it doesn't have as good of a twist i think as the second one still a really good one but um i think saw 2 is probably i don't think it's the best of the sequels i think the best of the sequels is actually six but six was uh over 40 percent, i believe so uh that's why i picked saw 2 um, I really, really like this movie, um, and I love this franchise. So I knew that one of these movies was going to make my list in a high spot, and this was uh, this was it. My sister is a braver human than I, for I have not seen any saws, and she loves these movies, and I don't know where she saw them. <laughs> to be completely honest, but she's seen them and loves them. Uh, I am. I will be checking these out. Uh, because the pitch for this one sold me. Um, do I do I need to see the first Saw to like Saw two? Okay, then yes. I will watch Saw. Yes. I will. I will. I will hold my breath and watch Saw and try and make it to watch Saw two. Um, uh, Scully, Saw two. Uh, I once read the the wiki for this while having Cameron Holtzman study for a Warzone match. It didn't sound terrible, um, but again, I'm not a big fan of horror. Uh, but the concept is interesting, so. Maybe one day I'll check it out. Maybe. Spence, uh, why is Scooby-Doo 2 better than Saw 2? Scrappy-Doo piloted a Mr. Bean machine and ate the souls of teenagers. That shit's great. I hate you. I hate you. All right. Queller Saw 2. Oh, the fantastic pick. This was one of my runner-ups. It just barely missed the list. Uh, like I said, it's. I still say the first one is definitely the best, far and away. But uh, th- this one, yeah, I, I'd put this like second or third best. So uh, yeah, great pick. I just want to take a second and say that your partner. I've never noticed uh, Mr. Eanes's YouTube picture, but it looks like he's about to drop a mixtape. <laughs> so fire <laughs> that it's going to save the human race. <laughs> um, I just they probably that. would. I was just like, I was like, that's they a would. dope like mixed <laughs> anyway uh what is your number two matt uh my number two i'm gonna go back to movies people have actually seen is uh super troopers mm. so this was pretty much the uh movie that me and my friends quoted non-stop like the last two or three years of high school it's just so funny it's pretty much like, of course, Broken Lizard is the uh, comedy sketch group of all the guys, and you can you can really feel that they have great chemistry. They all know each other; they're really good friends. It kind of just feels like you're kind of just hanging out with them as they're just joking along and pranking each other the whole time. There's not really a whole lot to the plot of the movie. It's pretty much just going from joke setup to the next joke setup with some pranks in between there. And uh, Brian Cox is just hilarious as the uh, chief. 
but uh yeah th this is just it was a I think th 2001 i want to say it just it, it took over my life for a little bit there <laughs> i um i believe uh that this is a film oh i have oh. not seen it uh this is one that i think cody would give you points for i think he really digs super troopers or at least likes super troopers uh so i will give you points towards you but i have i have not seen super troopers yeah i'm sorry but your list, okay. is, your list is just missing me on every level uh tim have you seen super troopers yeah, it's a funny movie. It's not one that I've ever like loved or anything, but it's it's funny. I saw it a few times in high school, and then most recently I watched it again before the second one came out. Um, thought the second one was really bad. They missed the mark on that one. They they did not capitalize on it when they had it. Um, but I think the first one's funny. Um, I think I was a little too. I was obviously too young when it came out, but I think that. By the time I got around to watching it, I was more interested in other comedies. That being said, I think this one still is funny. It's just not one of my like all-time faves, but it's a good pick. Okay. Uh, Scully, have you seen Super Troopers? I have not, uh, but it, it does sound like an interesting premise, so I definitely will check this one out. I've, I've been recommended this one uh, a number of times, so this is definitely high on the list of things to watch i would have bet money that you had seen this movie so i was really <laughs> hoping that you'd save me there uh spence have you seen super troopers i have that However, okay hold on that is just not who i thought on this panel <laughs> 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 so, so, anyway the issue like this, this is in the same thing as what hot american summer from year 10 i think it was like <laughs> i saw this at 2 a.m when i was like 14 so i don't remember fucking anything about it <laughs> But I remember laughing a couple of times. Uh, I like the opening scene a lot, but that's pretty much all that I retained. I'm going to revisit it, re revisit it eventually. That's all I can say. Okay. okay. Scully, we're on to your two. My two is 2003's Cheaper by the Dozen. Uh, I get a chance to watch this today, Scully. I'm oh. sorry. Oh. Have you never seen oh. it? I have never seen Cheaper by the Dozen. Wow. This is a Team 19 movie that I have not seen. It's I would one, not have, not have expected is, that. This is one of one of my favorite family films of all time. It's such a a nice, heartwarming and really funny story about a about a, a family of 12 that moves from the middle of nowhere Illinois to a suburb of Chicago and and it's the kids having to acclimate to their, their new surroundings and see see Steve Martin and Bonnie Hunt play the parents. Uh, the the mom is a successful author who goes on tour and the dad's a football coach who starts a new job. Um, so there's just so many really interesting dynamics in this film. And every single one of the kids has their own personality. Every single one of the kids gets their own moment to shine. Uh, uh, Tom Welling as Charlie is great. Plays like the moody, angry at his dad teenager does it really well. Uh, Allison Stoner is so good at, as like the mischievous skater girl. Um, all all the kids and and, and all, all the young actors and actresses are great uh, here. Uh, again, the the storyline is sweet. It's it, it, it it's really funny. The the birthday party scene when the football players crash it and try to pick up all the kids, uh, and then him landing on the kid and breaking his leg is it's just one of those incredibly funny moments. Um, and it's a really heartwarming story too. Um, it, it, it teaches you a lot about, you know, big families sometimes can be a hassle, but 
you know, you try to make it work as, as much as as you can. Um, and I think the, the, the acting of Steve Martin body hunt is terrific. So yeah, this was easy, easy choice for my list. This was a movie that I wanted to watch today. I watched <clears throat> two movies today. Uh, when I got the news I was going to be hosting, uh, I was like, I'm going to try and watch a couple of these beforehand. Uh, I was only able to get to two movies. One of them being Assassin's Creed. Uh, and I did not get the time for this one. Uh, but I know I will like this movie. Uh, it's a movie that I am very certain that I will enjoy, uh, especially just from the way you sold it. So good pick. Um, <clears throat> Spence, why no cheaper brother doesn't? Choose wisely. Okay. Matt, have you seen cheaper brother doesn't? I have seen it, but I, I think I'm going to go with Holzman here and say that I think I remember the, remember the second one more because Eugene Levy was in it. I've seen, I've seen that one more recently. They're, they're fine. Uh, Tim, do you rather that? Yeah, I loved this growing up. I haven't seen it in years, uh, but I loved it. I think Steve Martin's great. I remember wanting to see it because of Tom Welling, and I loved Smallville growing up. That was a show I watched a ton, so um, that was another big factor. Uh, no, the movie is really funny. I remember loving it. If I'm not mistaken, is In Too Deep by Sub 41 featured in this? Yes, in this it film? is. I believe, I believe yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe that's correct. Yes, uh, that's a great, great song. Uh, yeah, no, this this was a good movie. Uh, I I don't remember much about the second one. I know a lot of people are talking about the second one. That's the one where they go to like the summer camp, right? Yeah, and I, and I remember liking that too. But the first one... Um, I don't think we ever owned, but we rented it a lot on DVD and watched it often. Uh, so yeah, this is a good pick. Um, I just haven't seen it. Oh, I haven't seen this movie in probably 10 plus years. Both are like an hour and a half. So they're really easy watches. I think I've actually seen two, like when I was like younger, I'm sure a babysitter put on cheaper by those and two. I that vaguely sounds familiar, but I don't think I've seen the first one. Uh, babysitter, I think. Uh, all right, uh, Spence, you're number two. My number two is Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Spence, I just want to say your mm -hmm. list was shit, and you semi redeemed yourself. All right, continue. Semi is all I need. All right, <laughs> continue. This movie's fucking great. I honestly don't get like in 2016. I remember a lot of the backlash around the film being about Martha and it being that one note. And I feel like since then people have sort of evolved into a lot more people are opening up to it. But I think it's fucking incredible. I genuinely, this is my second or third favorite DCEU film. I think a lot of the cast is stellar. The dialogue is amazing. It's, this is my first Lex Luthor. And I think Eisenberg was really good in his own interpretation of it. The action is great. I like the way it set up a lot of the future members of the Justice League within it. And the actual battle of, of Batman and Superman up until the fucking Martha bit is awesome. It is great. I think I, I, the more I watch, the more I actually enjoy Zack Snyder as a director. And I'm hoping as I get into more of his filmography, that's going to keep trending. Uh, but I, I genuinely don't understand the hate for this movie. Okay, so... I like this movie. I will never go so far as to say it's incredible. Because I do get 
all the problems with this movie, and they are all very valid problems to have. They're just not problems that hinder my viewing experience of it. I will never say this movie is perfect. Martha is a terrible beat. I still think that's a bad point. But I think there's a lot of things in this movie that I do really enjoy. I really love Ben Affleck's Batman throughout this entire movie. I think he's giving a great performance. Um, I like I like Superman. Superman's my favorite superhero. I think this movie is does him a great disservice for a lot of it. But uh, Henry Cavill is doing his best in that part. I like Henry Cavill as Superman. Um, I don't hate Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, but I also don't think his interpretation is Lex Luthor. He's doing some weird manic Riddler-esque Luthor, and it's a fine take, but it's just not Lex Luthor. I like this movie. I think it's good. I don't think it's the movie I wanted, but viewing it as what it is, it's not awful. Um, good pick. Uh I'm going to come to Scully last because he made a face. Tim, Batman v Superman. Yeah, um, this one's tough. I think by saying that it's like your second or third favorite Worlds of DC movie is not a large hurdle to climb. There's eight fucking movies and half of them are bad. So like, <laughs> like okay. Um, this one's tough. I don't like this movie. I don't enjoy watching this movie. That being said, there are th- there are th- things in the movie I do love. I really like um, Ben Affleck's Batman, like Coho said. I like Henry Cavill as Superman a lot. Um, I I think Amy Adams is really bad as Lois Lane. If I'm being completely honest, I think she's I think she's fine in Man of Steel, but I think, and it's not necessarily her fault. They just, they want her to be involved in this movie and yet she's put to the wayside. She's just there as like the token woman to like sit there and kiss Superman's cheek. And it's really fucking stupid. And when you have Lois Lane in a 2016 movie played by Amy Adams, you sh- it should just be better. Um, but again, I think all the action is pretty decent. The warehouse fight's really cool. Um doomsday is fucking stupid it's tough i go back and forth on this movie a lot i i really don't like the movie i don't like watching it but i can't deny that there are things i like about it i think my biggest issue is honestly the plot is so fucking convoluted and up its own ass that it hinders the movie and i'm with cody on the sense of i know that the the ultimate cut is better i've seen the ultimate cut i like the ultimate cut but we're talking about the movie, the way it was released. I just don't think it's very good. Um, I think they really squandered the opportunity here to have an awesome Batman v Superman movie based on the fact that they purely wanted to catch up to Marvel. And if they had just said to themselves, look, let's take our time, build this the right way. We all still would have gone and seen it when the time came and it would have been good. And I think that's proven by the fact that people still went to see Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't love the pick. If it was at like 10, I'd probably forgive it more, but number two, that's, it's really high. It's really high. Uh, Matt, what do you think of Batman v Superman? I mean, I, I don't hate this movie. I was just so disappointed by this movie. Cause I mean, you say Batman versus Superman, it should be, that should be making a billion dollars easy. It should be one of the best movies, but, and then the, it, this is a great YouTube movie where you can go and just watch watch five or six scenes on YouTube and just like you feel good and get it out of your system. I, I just it just just always seemed to me Zack Snyder just doesn't like super 
everything related to the and the so I don't know. Tom directors for it and to it and we'll see what happens. So, yeah. Well hi. All right, Scully. Why so don't you have it? Because I know so I know you are a BVS fan. Here's the thing. I have been if you watched if you watched the last four weeks of the show of, of, of YLS, you will know that I do enjoy BBS. I enjoy the ultimate cut of BBS. I think the ultimate cut of BBS is legitimately great. It takes it takes everything bad about the it takes all the convoluted plot lines from the theatrical and it patches them in with extra scenes that make the plot make more sense. The theatrical version is extremely convoluted and has plot holes and plot holes and endless subplots that don't wrap up. And I agree with you 100% that Amy Adams is pretty bad in this movie. She is not utilized well as Lois Lane in any way, shape, or form. So the theatrical cuts, no. It, it, and I didn't want to put it on the list and say Ultimate Cut because Ultimate Cut didn't come out in theaters. It, it, it wasn't eligible for uh, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score when it came out. So I did not think that Ultimate Cut would qualify. If by some miracle it would have qualified, it would have made my list. But the theatrical cut is is convoluted, has tons of, of plot holes, and there is way too much Lois Lane in the film that's supposed to be about Batman and Superman setting up your, your entire DC world. Okay. We are at number ones. What is the best movie that is either 40% or lower on Rotten Tomatoes, Tim? Um, I think this is going to be a weird pick that not a lot of people are expecting from old Timmy. Um, I'm kind of nervous that Spence is going to like this pick, and that hurts me uh, because I don't think we agree on things. Uh, I have picked 2004's The Phantom of the Opera. Uh, okay, Spence doesn't like this. I don't like think they pick. liked it. That's that's good. That's good because I I can't stand agreeing with Spence on anything. Uh, this is my favorite musical of all time, stage, film, whatever it be. Um, for those of you who don't know, I am a huge musical fan. I don't like I don't like to study them and put them on wheels and Warzone and stuff because uh, I just I just like watching them and enjoying them and taking in the music. And um, this is one that I saw it when it came out. And the music absolutely captivated me. I've loved it ever since. Um, and this is the movie that I saw. I uh, found out about it through this movie. I've since seen it in Chicago um, live. And I, I just love it. I really do. It's, it's, it, it is by far my favorite musical. I love the characters. I love the music. Um, the movie, say what you will, the, the stage production is obviously always going to be better. There are very few movies that actually outdo their stage counterpart. Um, so I'm not denying that. But I think that this movie gets a lot of unfair criticism because it's not as good as the stage. And there's also a lot of people that don't like the stage to begin with. So if you don't like the musical, you're not going to enjoy the movie. Uh, but I think that Gerard Butler is actually really great as the Phantom. I like um, Patrick Wilson as uh uh raul I, I i like the whole cast i really do and i think the music is great it does a it does a really great job of taking something that's uh, the the aesthetic and the feel of phantom of the opera is really hard to like nail down um i think for a movie and i think they did the best job they possibly could have um so again 
I understand the fact Nazario said it, Gerard Butler can't sing. Uh, it's one of those things where it's my first exposure to the show. Uh, so I always have a soft spot in my heart for this movie, for this musical. Um, it's, it's, yeah, I just, I love it. I, yeah, that's all I can say, really, I guess. Curry Newberry likes the Phantom of the Opera show more than I do. I don't hate the Phantom of the Opera. I think it is totally fine. I get why people love it. I just stop really my thing. Um, this movie is not that bad. It's pretty good. I think Gerard Butler is not nearly as bad as Spence's face makes it out to be. Uh, I think Gerard Butler is pretty okay. He's not the strongest singer, uh, but that's fine. He doesn't really like he doesn't do bad at it. Like he's doing it and he does it fine. It's not as good as if, you know, you got like a Norm Lewis or someone, but I still think he he's serviceable. He does a good job. Um, I think the movie on the whole is fine. Like Joel Schumacher is actually doing an okay job at directing this. I think everything works. Tells the story fairly through. It doesn't have to rock my world because <laughs> it was never going to rock my world, but I think this, it, it it's not bad. So I can't, a good pick, fine pick. Uh, not offensive at all. Uh, it's not like you picked Russell Crowe in Les Mis or some <laughs> Well, that movie's uh, fresh. Uh, unfortunately, it is. Uh, it should not. Certified be. fresh. But that movie is worse <laughs> than this one. Um, uh, Matt, <clears throat> Phantom of the Opera. Uh, for school, we took a trip to Broadway and saw it there. I enjoyed that. Had not seen this. Okay. Uh, Scully. Uh, no, I haven't seen this. My only experience with Gerard Butler involves, uh, uh, inv in, in, involves Roman times and terrorists in the white house. So no, I have not seen this film. All right. Uh, and we're going to move on. Uh, no, Spence, Spence, do you even want to comment? Because your face just said everything I think you wanted it to. There are a few things I hate more in this world than Phantom of the Opera, at least the movie. The musical I can't speak for, and it's the same issue with Rent, where I haven't That's seen great. a lot of the play stuff, so I can't have a solid opinion. The movie's one of the biggest pieces of shit I have ever seen. Gerard Butler's one of the worst casting decisions of all, of all time. I think the only thing that works in this movie is the production design. Legitimately very good, very interesting, brought the, play brought the musical to life. Joel Schumacher, as a director, is one of the worst jobs I have ever fucking seen. And that comes down, you can see, and you can see fucking Holtz in the chat, he loves Mini Driver. Minnie Driver is the only talented person in this entire fucking cast, and they dub her. They dug over the only person who had any fucking talent in this entire show, and they fucked it. Every decision they made here was the wrong one. I genuinely do not understand how people can like this movie, let alone love it. Fuck every second of this dog shit piece of fucking garbage. But cats masterpiece. All right, Matt. Yeah. Matt. If we're the Tim Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals that are on this these lists. Yeah, yeah. Tim wins the Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, Matt. Uh, okay. Uh, so my number one is uh, Man on Fire. Ooh. Matt, I gotta tell you, you went nine for ten on movies that I haven't seen, and this is another one that I haven't uh, seen. Continue. He wins. Uh, he wins. <laughs> It's a great choice. This is the most badass Denzel Washington movie out there. I mean, this, this is him again with uh, Tony Scott. Second only to uh, Spike Lee is the best uh, collaborator team that uh, Denzel has with directors. And this is just an amazing movie. He, uh, Denzel Washington is a former military ops sort of guy who kind of gets hired to uh, be a bodyguard for uh, Dakota Fanning. 
and they they spent like a good time, like about a good forty minutes or so, just kind of developing the chemistry of those. I mean, he was kind of like he was deep down in depression and stuff, drinking all the time, and she kind of helps pull them out of it, kind of gives them a reason to live. Again, they 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 have really great scenes together, and then shit happens, and she gets taken and bad stuff, and then Denzel just freaking goes to war with Mexico. And he he just tears the whole place apart. It's amazing. Uh, Christopher Walken. This might be one of the, his last great performances as a, kind of a Denzel Washington's buddy that knows him from all the time. And he knows all the shit that he's capable of. But uh, yeah, Denzel. I, I, this, all of the other movies on my list, I understand them being below forty points. I can see, but I have no idea how the hell. But this is below forty percent in Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, because I, this is kind of the time where Tony Scott started really like playing around with, like the camera and doing all the crazy jump cuts and stuff and putting all the uh, dialogue up on the screen, flashing around and everything. But it, it's an amazing film. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. If you if you watch one movie on my list, watch this one. Um, I plan to. I've seen one or two scenes based on uh, a challenge from back in the day involving this movie, uh, and I liked what I saw. Um, so... Uh, Cody is going to save your ass on this one again too, because it's Denzel. Uh, so there you go. Uh, this was definitely one with Cody in mind. <laughs> very fair. Uh, I will be watching this one. Uh, Scully, have you seen Man on Fire? I have not, but I've been dying to see this one because it's it, it's it's Tony Scott and I, Crimson Tide and Enemy of the State are two of my favorite action thrillers. So I am definitely definitely this this is definitely high on my watch list. I've been trying to watch this film for a long time, um, so absolutely, I'm gonna watch this film. This seems like a very uh, scully film. Tim, Man on Fire. Yeah, this movie slaps. I saw this was one of those movies where uh, it came out, and my dad was like, "Hey, you want to go see a movie?" And I was <laughs> like, "Sure, Dad." And we went, and I was like, "This is violent." And he's like, "Don't tell your mom." And uh, yeah, no, I I really like this movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, uh, but it's awesome. I I, Denzel, I think this this might have been my first exposure to Denzel Washington. Wow. It really might have been. I'm trying to think of anything else that I would have seen before, but yeah, no, this movie's awesome. Um, he's a he's such a badass. He's good in everything, but yeah, this one I actually I I toyed around with the idea of this one, uh, but. Again, I hadn't seen it in so long. I didn't think I would have much to talk about. But the fact that I saw that it was even under 40% at all, like like Matt said, is yeah. crazy. Rise of Skywalker. Very we well, did it. We, we did all we did nine. It. We got all through all nine. Uh, the fact that this is even under 40% is insane to me because I remember really enjoying it growing up. Will we need overtime? Come back in half a second. Let's throw in the uh, Clone Wars. Give him a minute, Uh Spence. <laughs> Haven't seen it, I'd probably like it. Okay. Uh, we're going to move on over now to Mr. Scully. What is your number one? My number one. I've seen this on like 30 times since childhood. It is my favorite iteration of this beloved character. It is Hook. I absolutely... Wow. I know this movie is controversial. I know there's some out there who absolutely hate it. I adore this movie to death. I think Robin Williams might is the win perfect too. He might win as well. to play this character, having sort of the split personality of, uh, of Peter Banning, the very stressed out worker, um, and then the 
and then the fun, childish uh, Peter Pan. He does both of those parts so well. Um, and his chemistry with everyone else in this film is fantastic. Dustin Hoffman is insanely good in this movie. You'd hardly recognize him as Captain Hook. Um, and just the just the the, the storyline of 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 Peter Pan, Peter Pan's kids being kidnapped and taken to Neverland, and you know Peter has to rescue them, but he doesn't know how to because he's not Peter Pan anymore, and he has to go to the Lost Boys and sort of rediscover who he was, who like who he was as Peter Pan. It's it's so fun. John Williams' score is phenomenal. It's one of my favorite John Williams scores. His theme for Hook is fantastic. Um, Bob Hoskins is Smee. One of my favorite sidekick characters ever. He is such he is such a good Smee. Um, uh, my 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 one uh, black mark on this film is Julia Roberts. I think she's good, but there is one scene in particular towards the end that I don't really enjoy. I usually skip that scene. Um, but all these characters, you instantly fall in love with them. Rufio is so good. I still I still have to I still have to skip that scene at the end with Rufio because I, I, I just I, I can't get through it without breaking down because it's 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 so good. Um, but yeah, it's this is a film that I've watched at least 30 times since I was like five years old. I love it to death. It's one of my favorite uh, action family films. This was when I first saw that this was a topic, this was instantly my number one. Great choice. Hook is fantastic. Um, Dustin Hoffman is incredible as Captain Hook. I think he is legitimately the best part of this movie oh. all the way through. Um, I really love Robin Williams as an adult. Peter Pan is perfect casting. That was like meant to be. Um, he does a great job all the way through uh, of just that journey of rediscovering uh, who he is. Uh, and his and his sort of childhood innocence. Uh, Rufio, of course, is Rufio. Uh, we all love Rufio. Uh, yeah, Pan's great all the way through. I love Bob Hoskins as Mr. Smee. Not Pan, Hook. Not Pan. Sorry, not Pan, Hook. Did I say Pan? I don't know why <laughs> that happened. Here we are now! It's a Pan, Hook. Hook is excellent choice. Fantastic. Um... All right, uh, Spence hasn't seen it. Uh, Tim, hook. I don't like this movie. Uh, I think I missed the mark on this one. I saw it uh, when I was like 18 was the first time I saw it, and I did not like it. Um, and uh, maybe I just need to revisit it, but if I remember correctly, this movie is like two hours and 20 minutes long. I, don't, I didn't really gravitate to... I, I it, it's long. I could be totally wrong on that, but like, on, like yeah. I think it's got to be over two hours. Yeah, it's two hours and twenty two minutes long. Jesus it does not uh, feel like me. I will say like that you are both right. Robin Williams is great. Uh, Dustin Hoffman is great. The cast is all really good. I just I, I I didn't like it overall. It was one of those ones where. I watched it with my mom and my niece, I think, and my niece was in love with it, and my mom loved it, and I was just sitting there like I, I might just be completely crazy for not enjoying it, but I just, I just didn't. Um, I think you have to be a certain age when you first watch it to actually fully enjoy it. I think it's that that's fair. Thing. Yeah, I think that's probably it because I just, uh, yeah, no, not a, not a big fan of it. Um, it is one though that I know Maggie likes a lot, so uh, we own it. We'll probably watch it eventually together. 
So I'm willing to give it another shot uh, because I have only seen it the one time. That's overtime. That's the Clone Wars. That's, That's the, the Clone Wars. Wars movie. Then, yeah. Uh, so I have only seen it the one time. So I, I, who knows? I might like it more now. Uh, but yeah, this is this is bottom tier, bottom tier Spielberg for me. That's wow, Matt uh, Hook. Yeah, the, the, this one almost made my list. Like I was, I was probably about maybe ten or eleven or so when I first saw it. So I, I really enjoyed it back then. I haven't seen it in so long. That's, that's, that's why I didn't put it on the list. I mean, I agree. Every, the, the cast is perfect. Uh, and I, I agree with Tim. I think I think it's a little bit long. That would be my only complaint with it. Maybe shave off about maybe 15, 20 minutes or something like that. But If you cut out the scene with, with Tinkerbell and Peter towards the end, it's perfect. Okay. All right. Spence, you're closing us out. What's, what is better than dog shit Phantom of the Opera? And uh, and Hook. I haven't seen Hook, so I can't validate that. But you know what's great? Andy Samberg. I think we have one movie below 40%. That's not that's my boy. And I'm picking a go. legitimately great movie, Hot Rod. No shit, okay. So I saw Hot Rod for the first time a couple months ago on a live stream, and it's maybe one of my, one of my most, most fun moments watching movies this year. I think the entire cast is hilarious. A lot of the stunts, even though they're meant to be bad, are really interesting. And I don't know how people didn't fucking die doing that. Some of the stunts are insane. Just the, the just because the whole thing is he fucks up. He's a bad stuntman, and he keeps breaking shit hard, and it looks so painful, but it's hilarious. And I, I like when the guys were going through this kind of seeing fucking movies. I'm looking at quotes, and every single fucking thing here is. Great, the whole cool bean sequence. I like to party. Uh, drink green tea all goddamn day. This is exactly what a comedy needs to be. The entire cast is committed. It is endlessly quotable. And even once you get beyond the comedy, there is a great heart to the movie, even though it's all based on wanting to beat the shit out of your stepdad. This, this is a, a wonderful time. Uh, Matt had this as well, right? Yep, yep. I had this at uh, number seven. Go ahead and talk about it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Everything Spence says, perfect. I mean, uh, this this is one of those ones where it's just, like I, like I said, the, the comedies are subjective, so I can understand why people might not like it. But for the people that it really connects with, and they 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 love it. And this one's just nonstop. They just got a whole bunch of funny people, and they just have them on the screen, and they're just joke after joke after joke. Uh, I love the uh, whether he does the uh, the 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 footloose dance in the woods and to turn into like a full on riot. <laughs> There's just a whole bunch of just crazy stuff in there. And McShane is great as his stepdad. He's hilarious. He really needs to do more comedy. Uh, but yeah, the great, great film. It's funny, <laughs> I guess. Here's the thing. I've lived in a 2020 where I have heard nonstop from three, four people that this is the funniest movie of the year 2007. And um, I'm sorry, but super bad exists. Uh, Hot Rod is 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 fine. It's funny at points. Um, I think a lot of it, a lot of the jokes don't make sense, and that's where the absurdist comedy is supposed to come from. But it just doesn't work for me. I don't know when this movie is set because they keep treating it like it's the '80s with an '80s soundtrack and an '80s look, and then they talk about the internet. Like I don't know when this is set. I don't get it. Um, I think. I think Andy Samberg is great. 
as always, I th- I love Andy Samberg and like everything, but that's Cody hates Andy Samberg, so strike. Uh, but I um I think it's fine. If Andy Samberg died laying down on a skateboard that's going downhill, then you didn't watch Mission Impossible. Like, these stunts are very okay and small. And the point is you're supposed to laugh at how they think these are big. But this these stunts are tiny. Like, there's nothing grandiose until maybe the last stunt. And even then, that's that's still not that good or cool or interesting. Like, the stunts are all okay. Um, yeah, look, this movie is okay. It's a three-star movie at best. To call it the best movie on your list is already wrong. Uh, yeah, Hot Rod's okay. It's an okay movie. Uh, Tim, have you seen Hot Rod? I saw it when it came out, and I thought it was funny. Um, I haven't seen it since. A lot of people hold this up as like one of the one of the better comedies of the two thousands. Uh, but yeah, I I liked it when it came out. Um, I just never never revisited it. Yeah, it's totally fine. Scully, have you seen Hot Rod? Uh, no, I haven't, but I swear to God, if Spence and Holtzman talk about this film one more time and I watch it and it's nothing less than perfect, I'm going to hate them for it because they've oversold this movie a ton. They also thought that the stunts here are better than the stunts in the Bourne Ultimatum, and that hurts me to no fucking end. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, it's a bit of a yike. So, uh, <laughs> if, 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 if I don't love this movie, this is your, it, it, it is your fault. 100%. Cool beans. Cool. That cool. scene was obnoxious and dumb. All right, so we have come to the end of the show. That is everyone's lists. Um, before I do final grades and final lists, I'm going to talk about next week's topics. I need topics for next week tonight. I need best movie protagonists or any, not the villains. <laughs> best movie characters that aren't the villains in tonight. Best movie protagonists in tonight. Um, and then Matt holiday movies. Um, we need lists for that next week, a week from today. I need your holiday movies lists. And then we're jumping into top 100 series two where the pre-records will start coming out. And then the last two weeks will be live with Holtzman bar and Mike and Nazario. Uh, so you're going to want to watch that top 100 series two. Uh, but I need lists tonight. If you want to be a movie protagonist, I'm going to say it again. I need your lists tonight. Send them to me or Cody tonight. Thank you. All right. Uh, did I say tonight? All right. Uh, yeah. we're going to go into, uh, your final list, your combined grades and all that good shit. Winner tonight, Thomas Scully. Uh, I think that list is a pretty good one. I haven't seen Alamo or rookie of the year, but, uh, your number eight up was just banger after banger after banger. I haven't seen cheaper by the dozen, but that's one that I think I'd like to meet the Fockers is perfect for Cody. So Cody saves you there. Uh, so Skelly's going to get the win tonight. Uh, second place. Uh, I'm going to give him an a uh, coming in second place with a, a minus. Stimbrakala. Nice. Uh, the Phantom of the Opera, good. Saw 2, good. Uh, Rocky 4, great. National Treasure 2, great. Uh, Assassin's Creed's okay. Transformers, great. Um, I haven't seen Employee of the Month or Horrible Bosses 2 uh, or Alien vs. Predator or Saw 2. Uh, but you pitched most of the ones that I hadn't seen well enough that I would be interested in seeing them. Uh, third place is going to be Matt Queller for the sake of I haven't seen nine of the movies on your list. Uh, however, Bad Boys 2 was good. Hot Rod was fine. Man on Fire. Cody is going to probably could totally veto this and say you're a co-winner. But, uh, you know, 
Third place for me, anyway. Uh, and last, and I'm going to say that was like a, a B plus. Uh, uh, and then last with a C minus is Adelaide Spence. Um, C minus. If I stay, C minus. If I stay, Glass, Batman v Superman, good movies. In time, fine. The rest of it is bad. <laughs> Hot Rod is, you know, Hot Rod's a fine movie, but that's just really high. Uh, Sharkboy and Lava Girl's bad. Cats is bad. Burlesque is bad. Skimmy is bad. Skimmy the Two is bad. Yeah, you had a rough list. Uh, but those, I thought I did a lot lower. <laughs> uh, hey, I told you, Matt, maybe Superman saved you a little bit. Uh, <laughs> all right, so your combined list overall tonight, number one yeah. is Hot Rod, number two, National Treasure, two, Biggest Secrets, three, Hook, four, Man on Fire, five, Fan of the Opera, six, Transformers, Stark of the Moon, seven, uh, Saw 2, eight, Chief Brother, and nine, Super Troopers, ten, Batman v Superman. However, Cody did those tiebreakers. Uh, if I already did the tiebreakers, your number seven is Batman v Superman, <laughs> number eight, Chief Brother, and nine, Saw 2, ten, Super Troopers. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you so much for watching. Uh, thank you to all four of you for being on. Uh, next week, movie protagonists, again, send me your lists tonight. Thank you. Um, all right. We'll see you guys next week. It's going to be a good one. Um, drive on site. Fuck you. My God, what just happened? <laughs> 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 I'm a lawyer up, asshole. Because I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back for everything. Get what you fucking deserve! Turn to your lady friend. Duncan, please return to your lady friend. No. That king. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> <laughs>